You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> hey, everyone. Hi. What's up? Uh, happy, what, what's happening here? Happy, happy A-Talk weekend. Uh, happy... Wait, what? Happy hand sex weekend. Happy sex on the bug weekend. Oh, that. Too. Oh, am I jumping ahead? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, please continue. Happy what? Uh, what were you saying? Oh yeah, uh, AIDS walk was this Sunday. That right, passed. that's important. Yep. That's important. Um, a lot of people watched lots of TV tonight. Um, not enough, I feel. Watched uh, Killing Eve. Killing Eve. I feel like more watching. Our producer abandoned us for Game of Thrones. Exactly. That was some real bullshit. Can you imagine? Say, oh yeah, you just press this button. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hit enter and I'll see you. That was rude. That was rude. (laughs) That was fucking rude. But anyway, fuck all that. Let's just like, hope you guys had a great weekend, but also let's get to the shit. So before we do that, should we, shall we? Well, we went one more again. I think we're going to sit and watch this episode just one one more time. Sit and stew and how we... How this episode is making us feel because there there are a lot of feels <laughs> and I, I'm trying so, many so hard to so not many jump ahead. So I'm just gonna... I'm ready to jump. I'm ready to leapfrog <laughs> the fuck ahead. The fucking teleportation. I know, I know. So but ready. all right, but just to make sure I'm not stumbling on anything, I'm just gonna want to see it just You'll one, see more one more time. time so we yeah. won't leave shit out. That will be like, yeah, this snack episode is eight hours because we just completely <laughs> we, neglected we, we our duties. We got distracted by some. Uh, there's plenty can. of good reasons to get distracted <laughs> this episode, though, oh, if there was ever. Yes. Yes. All right, guys, so we are going to go watch that shit one more again, and we'll, we'll be right be back. back. Il mio nome, non pronunciarlo più, per favore. Il tuo nome. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. First of all, let's just um wow. Wow. Do the thing. Do the thing. So let's just like get into what needs to be happening here. I feel like the fans are being vindicated here. So vindicated for all those people out there who were like, what's it leading up to? These claps? Leading up to the gay. Yeah. The gay. The gay, the gay, the gay, the gay! I mean, and, uh, I mean, round of applause. And so I, I hope you don't feel like this was like shoehorned in. I want, I want you to understand that it's been here all along. Yeah. That wasn't abrupt to the applause, but I wanted to make sure people could hear you. But I just round of fucking applause to the writers responsible for this episode to my dear Emerald who took over show running this year for Phoebe to anyone involved to the fucking grit person who had those wires for this episode to you DP, anyone who was involved in the making of wide awake episode seven of season two of killing Eve. We fucking thank you because we're not going to lie that you put us through the shits the last week and a half. You gave us the Eve on her knees and y'all knew you was fucking around because I think it's really interesting that the first two minutes of this episode weren't actually the first two minutes. It was like the first yeah, three to four the, minutes. And it's like, oh, that's clever. cute. That's with cute how AMC you guys are doing Premier that. Premier app. How, how, 
Death dare you. And then, first off, you release it late because you didn't do it. We, we waited. Yeah, it was fucking around. <laughs> we waited. I was like, okay, it's Tuesday. It's midnight. It is now Wednesday. There is no. All Where's right. the clip? <laughs> There's no clip. They're like, you're let's, never getting let's it. Let's release a snack episode with uh, speculations on the clip. And then it released. And I was like, literally, right. we're like, finally, it's done. Upload that shit. And they're like, hey, guys, we have a special treat for you. It's the clip. And then that clip fucked us up. But it was like a good type of fuck up, yeah. fucked upness. It wasn't like the knee scene where we were in turmoil for two weeks. It was more like blissful turmoil and like what is going to follow after. Yeah, which, which brings us to tonight with after this episode releases and the app refreshed and all of a sudden the clip for Bitch, next episode is there. I told you to close that shit so fucking it. fast. I, I was like, you better it. fucking not. Close it. We can look at it when we're done recording when and that's what done. the fuck we're going to do. We'll so snack episode about if you guys it. have already watched it and you're potentially asking yourselves right now, why the fuck haven't they said anything about it? It's because we've not watched it, bitch. And we will not until we process through all of these feels that are still right now pretty fucking amazing before we potentially soil them with the drama that will be coming for the season finale. Agreed. Okay, so. Um. <laughs> okay, so I guess what we can try to do now. Are the heads we... all right? No, let me. <laughs> no, you let know me, what? Let me, let me not. I... Look, you guys, I'm sure that like us, when Killing Eve started and you knew those first two minutes were going to be the two minutes that we ruminated on for half a week, and then you saw there was a slight little scene ahead of it, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Just get me to the fucking nitty gritty. And then we get to the fucking nitty gritty. And I just want to say ahead of time, expect like a 20 minute to half hour review of just that first scene with Eve and Villanelle. Um, it's what's happening. It's what's coming. We don't know if anyone else is going to bother to talk this in depth about what happened, but we will. We will because it requires at least that much time. So let's fucking get started. It starts with a buzz at Villanelle's door. Uh, Yeah, I love the fact that the buzz happened, but also liked what it looked like she was doing in that moment. Because depending on how you interpret what the pop-in visit was about, it could be her trying to get something perfect. Don't and say shepherd's pie. Hey, there was no ingredients. Well, <laughs> she want her Eve. Well, well I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to uh, listen. I'm not going to take that fantasy away from you because I'm good with it that she was potentially experimenting on that shepherd's pie, did not figure out the Worcester sauce was missing. And I don't know. Her kitchen looked pretty clean, but I will say it is completely possible i remember when i was first watching it i was mildly confused at first when i heard the buzzer because i was like eve don't ring the doorbell exactly That's not what she, she got a key she don't ring the bell <laughs> she got a key and so, so something's going on and yeah. then uh, before she looks down she looks around because she's like okay someone's playing games well i mean shouldn't she's a fucking assassin no, like right. well, if it's not her girlfriend just barging the fuck in it's potentially someone she might have to kill so i'm, I'm glad that she grabs her nearest knife that she's holding and she's like well let me go see about this shit and then she goes to the door and someone's left her a fucking package, which, you know, twofold. I'm concerned twofold here because how does Aaron know her MI6 address, bro? I'm telling you. How he, did that happen, he bro? He has all of the footages. He Stop. has. Uh, listen, Look, I am let's a not go to your. Can we not? <laughs> can we not deep dive into your conspiracy okay, so theory I'll just wait. yet? Wait. We'll just say with minor notation that somehow Aaron has her MI6 address and we can only hope and assume that Hugo's whack-ass hacking at least indicated that that's where she was living. So yeah, there's a book left. It's the book she smacked him in the fucking face with and a note that reads, forgive me, come to lunch tomorrow. Aaron. I was hoping Aaron. that uh, there would have been some sort of spat of blood, but you know, we can't be that excited because the bleeding didn't happen until after the impact. So it wouldn't be, right. it wouldn't be book. scientifically accurate <sighs> if we have to CSI this 
in some, <laughs> in some kind of way. And so, yeah, that happened. She takes the book back upstairs. I remember seeing some speculation online thinking people were thinking that Villanelle was just being extra and that she took the book from Aaron's house to read later. But no, that's because Aaron sent it to her. And that's why she was reading it on her bed in the scene when Eve comes in, which is the very next fucking scene. Right. Because I was going to say, um, mm. she didn't walk out with the book after nah. she had um, the book. She just walked the fuck there. out. Right. She was like, bitch, I'm done. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. So now we get a more appropriate entry for Eve in this next scene because the bitch just opens the door. Villanelle's mm-hmm. just on her bed. She hears the door open and she's like, oh, I know who that is. And so before Eve even comes up the stairs, she's like, hey, got my date with Aaron. And Eve is like, that's cool. That's great. Cool. So let's just get to work. And there's a couple things I want to say as I'm leading into this scene that's because it's such a delicious, wonderful scene is that number one, Eve looked amazing aka sandra O. hair was popping yep. skin was glowing and i don't know i mean i presume i presume because everything is so carefully thought of in the show that this is something that wardrobe and people paid attention to because there's plenty of other times in the show where eve is looking more of a hot mess more disheveled less together and so i have to imagine that she took a little extra time to go in the shower today yeah and fucking fix her hair blow dry that shit put on her little makeup before she went to Villanelle's. Like she wasn't trying to dress up because really she got nothing in the closet, but she was looking, she was looking, looking real nice. Yeah. She didn't have to worry about making anybody an apology omelet or anything. You know, there was just so much space for her I to mean, be free. She looked incredible and she was in her, I would like to call it her post Nico breakup yes, glow. Yes. She was looking good. She was looking radiant to Fresh be sure. Off that, that Nico Palastri because uh, who needs it? Fresh off leaving Nico Palastri. And so she shows up to Villanelle's flat, literally radiating. And just as we expected her to, all willy-nilly, not ringing any bells, comfortable as fuck. And she goes straight to Villanelle's bed. And I mean, a listener did point out that it was so interesting that the only furniture strategically placed center for any visitor to just sit on, lean on, <laughs> is the bed. And it's right there in the fucking center. And that's where Villanelle's bed is. And Eve takes off her jacket and lays it on the bed, mind you, which for a bitch who was like, take off your shoes. Eve, where's your home training, exactly. hoe? Don't she got a, a coat hanger somewhere? But we'll let that go. We will chalk that up to her mentals being in distress, which is why she did not. I'm thinking that she wants to without, because she can't, because. Wants to what? She wants to bring up or at least ask if she had something to do with the night before well i don't know if these are like nights together what do you mean night before two nights before well how how many days pass between uh missionary and wide awake (laughs) what how many days pass she wants to ask villanelle about her fucking sex with nico that's the most i i think that it's in her head and she because where did nico that where did nico get any of that from if not directly from villanelle but she already knows because the first thing nico (laughs) says is she came to see me Uh uh-huh so she knows she don't got to confirm with Villanelle the truth. Hmm. That truth is already out there. Yeah. So she takes off her jacket. She puts it on this bitch's fucking bed and she's a fucking hot mess. There's an interesting shot here that is very artistic and I would have to imagine purposeful where Eve is she gets a glimpse of herself in the mirror, but not exactly. It kind of looks like she's getting a glimpse of herself in this triple mirror fold out mirror that Villanelle has, which, by the way, is almost an exact replica to what Villanelle had in her Paris apartment. Paris apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I have to assume that Villanelle likes mirrors, not just to look at herself, but considering the threesome that we find out she engaged in for other reasons that she's like, I could use angles <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> I am not I'm just angry saying, about it. I'm just saying. And so Eve gets a glimpse of herself and she's kind of just really looking into Villanelle's eyes, but it, it looks like she's looking into the mirror, but because of the way the camera shot is, she's actually looking directly at Villanelle. And then she's kind of, she's like, ugh, 
and then turns around <laughs> and Villanelle's like, oh, this is this is interesting. It looks like <laughs> looks like something's up with Eve. Let me try to prod a little bit. And she's like, are you OK? And this is where I knew the shits, the shits were about to go down because she gives the most Eve answer that she ever gives in her entire life. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, do we know how many times Eve has said, I don't know this series? She has said it so frequently. What's going on with you, Eve? I don't know. Is this what you want, Eve? I don't know. Are you in love with Villanelle? I don't know. Like, this is her fucking answer. I like that it is less defensive as it's none of your business. How are things going with Nico? It's none of your damn business. That like, is oh, none well. of her business, though. I already told you that, though. You were in <laughs> denial about it, and I said that's none of her business. And why the fuck would Eve want to talk to Villanelle about that? Like, literally never. Maybe three years down the road when they're in a fucking relationship, <laughs> she'll bring up Nico but I doubt she's just going to bring it up because she wants to. Like, do you miss your husband? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like the mirror is serving a purpose or similar to what it did in Paris, which is traditional use of mirrors in films and things like that is maybe to show some kind of dichotomy between the character, the personas or personalities they have that there's different ones or maybe that there's some sort of war over the thread of different personalities or personas that a person is showing or maybe that the person is fracturing into multiple personalities a lot of different ways to do it and that's essentially eve maybe eve the wife eve the law-abiding citizen almost and my sixth agent eve the murder wife a villain now and she's fucking conflicted and i think it's also a callback to the season finale and just everything that happened in villanelle's flat and all of it just like it just sits on her immediately. And so she's got to fucking sit down. She's like, what the fuck? So Villanelle is like, hey, bitch, what, what's up? Are you okay? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, perfect. Because the look <laughs> on Villanelle's face, she's like, finally, all this time, I've been waiting for you to open up. And in a way, I sort of feel like Eve's jacket was like a, it's like a type of emotional armor. She takes off the jacket and suddenly she's ready to maybe talk a little bit for the first time since the whole cheek cup. Do you think about yes. it? Do you still think about it? Of course she does, Eve. And so, you know, Villanelle slithers up and she's like, do you want to talk about it? That was definitely a slither. You are It was right. a slither. It was a cute ass <laughs> slither too. She's like, do you want to talk about it? And predictably, like I said, Eve was like, hell no, hell no. Because the first thing on her mind that I think potentially that Villanelle was thinking too is Nico. Because she knows she's been planting the Nico mm-hmm. seeds at this point. I have to assume she's stalking Eve and she saw that Nico took his shit. And she's like, oh, great. I'm just waiting for her to bring this up to me and just sort of like, we can have this conversation. But that doesn't happen at all because. I think Eve refuses to give her the satisfaction because they both have such egos. You can't, you can't let Villanelle have that. <laughs> yeah, you were right. My boring husband. He left. He left me. And, and before he left, he threw a banana in the salt shaker. <laughs> mm-hmm. He ripped out a page of my favorite book. He mixed up my CDs. Like what else did he do? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So I like the mirror callback because it immediately made me think like, okay, Eve is about to be vulnerable in the same way that Villanelle was in the season finale. And Nico's an issue, but is he really an issue? Like I said, she's in her Nico afterglow. So it's really something else that is going on. And I feel like the reminder of the mirror and Paris and everything else, it really takes her back to what she's been triggered about for the past couple of days, which is like Villanelle's feelings. Does she really feel for me at all? Is it all just a game? Am I, am I fabricating this in my brain? Did I just blow up my marriage for nothing? Because it's not reciprocated and she lets that shit start to spill. And it's interesting too, because before she even starts talking, like there's a total stare in the eye. And I'm just like, how often do they do that? How often do they just stare? Apparently there's for, no dialogue, just staring. For an entire ride to, uh, what was it, Forrest Dean? Well, we have lots of theories about the Forest of Dean. Still waiting for the anthology of fanfic that will appear between now and next season. I found a small chunk of fanfic, but not specific to that ride. So I'm just waiting for that to roll in and then I may 
with permission from the content creators, uh, share one of those maybe in the snack episode up and coming to hold us over in between seasons. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a long ass fucking wait, but as long as we get what we want at the end, that won't be a bad wait. Like I'll be, I'll right. be okay. But yes, so getting back to this motherfucking scenario, and notice I still haven't moved past Eve, just like staring at Villanelle because this is all fucking relevant and important, and she's fucking snaring, and she's a proverbial mess basically. And I think just like in that moment where she's looking at Villanelle's eyes, she's simply cannot quiet the concerns that she's definitely been quieting for the past few days, which is sort of like, is this really real? Is, mm. is this what's going on? And Villanelle correctly deduces there's something going on, as we said, which, hey, Nico, like there's another trait you didn't have. You couldn't actually figure out right. what was happening with your fucking wife when she was upset. And, you know, generally, I think she can tell that when she talks to Eve, especially when she's like being a little shit, that Eve has been mostly closed off. Like there's no inroads. There's nothing that you can say to her right now to get her to be a little bit more open and honest with you. In this moment, she's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. There's an in. I can definitely fucking do it. It's happening. Everything's all happening. And she's like, do you want to talk about it? And Eve is like, no. She says, honesty is the best policy. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Eve laughs that off like, oh, yeah, what, two AA meetings? And all of a sudden, now you're the expert. The best part, though, is Villanelle's response because She's like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, she means that shit. Yeah. She's like, yeah, actually. As much as two I AA meetings, am and actually, I am. Understand. I am mm-hmm. the fucking expert, bitch. That's what the fuck I'm saying. But thankfully, Eve is basically just sort of like, fuck it about the fuck shit. She's like, you know what? Let me just try to get more direct to what is bothering me because she can't fucking help herself. And she's like, so uh, what was up with that AA meeting, girl? What was up with that? Do you do you know whether or not you were being honest? Like you were being, were you being truthful about what you said? And Villanelle's like, truth about what? She's like, you know what she said, what you fucking said, you know, about being bored, about not fucking finding anyone interesting, not feeling anything, like that stuff. Like, were you fucking with me or were you like- You can tell on Villanelle's face and that's a credit to Jody's acting that she doesn't get it till she does because initially it just seems like Eve is asking like, were you being honest? She's like, why are you asking me that? And then she's like, because I need to know were you and she's like again I don't know maybe and then she's like okay but really I need to know do you feel things because aka do you feel things for me because you had said and that one thing remember that one time at the door we shared O's remember that time in your Paris apartment remember the lipstick like she's freaking the fuck out she's like how could this be if all this other stuff happened and then Villanelle's like oh Oh, I see. And literally drops her voice to be like, um, I feel things when I'm with you. Matter of fact, actually, yeah, I think you do. It was such a great moment. I feel things when I'm with you. Well, and so Eve is like, well, thanks. (laughs) I mean, immediately you can see there is this change in her face because she was in actual distress. And that is what she wanted. She's like, hey, that's what I needed to hear. I needed to hear that. I wasn't just making all this up in my head, that it wasn't just some sort of one-sided, passionate thing that was happening, but that we were both sort of on the same page here. And accordingly, Eve is undone, as she should be, and her defensive armor sheds like some uh, nano-vibranium technology, just just all sheds away. And she's like, oh, great, 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 great. This is fantastic. And again, kudos to Sandra Oh and her micro-acting because of all the different emotions she very clearly went through in like a three-second span with Villanelle talking to her. And she was all good. She was all, she was ready to go forward. I was like, is there a lean-in? I thought Alina was coming. I was like, okay. Oh, did you think Elaine was coming? No, a lean in. Even what though do you mean, I like do for, want Elena, for an embrace or something. Yeah, it's like oh, the validation that I was roundabout asking for, but couldn't ask for directly. But you know, but oh. instead, I get what was it a toilet flush? I don't know. It was, probably wasn't a toilet flush, but the equivalent of like a door opening, and then you know that noise. 
Yeah, that noise. <laughs> that noise. And what happened was that noise played and a brunette, the brunette from the final minutes of episode six emerges from the bathroom and she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to thank you for... Uh... <laughs> And I guess she was reading into the two on the bed. And she's like, well, um. I mean, there's not much you need to read into. We don't know how quiet or loud that flat is. We don't know if you can hear through the walls easily. We do know the bathroom's right over there. We yeah. do know that both the two girls were in there. And we do know that Eve was mid-conversation when Shorty came out. Probably because she was like, hey, girl. So I hear you have company. And there's another girl here. And that makes sense because last night was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So let me just say right now real quick. Thanks. Right. <laughs> Thanks, partner. Thanks for And Villanelle's like, the sex? And she's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> Not the food, because you don't got nothing here, uh, but the sex was fly. So what that is, is confirmation that there was sex. Why do you occurred? need confirmation? Like, because what else I, do you think is happening? I, think, I mean, I understand that some people out there do not see all the gay for what it is. But in my mind, how you cannot acknowledge that the cannibalism that you thought would be traditional was, in fact, super gay, sapphic cannibalism of the JJ uh, is what actually happened here. Like, there's no mistaking the sex. Like, there's no, I mean, if there's someone out there who has mistaken the sex and someone thinks like, oh, they just played Dixit all night. Well, that's... Okay, <laughs> that's well, a problem that's, that's problematic that's a version of this that's episode. a version that's that's a version for sure but definitely not what happened you guys and so the fucking girl comes out and she's like hey girl thank you and eve immediately is pressed she's upset she's like what the fuck is this what is going on why is this bitch in your crib why not me fuck you constantine fuck you constantine and mm -hmm. honestly i said fuck constantine at the end of last episode where he was like no no give her space because he is the strap block he's constantly strap blocking yes. constantly constantly he knew that when villanelle's worked up like that she likes to fuck or kill fuck or kill she could not kill peel so we were thinking either she's gonna fuck and kill those girls or do one or the other it turned out to be the former mm -hmm. it could have been eve had she ran been. after we know the girl pressed so hey <laughs> and so villanelle immediately clocks the fucking shit and she's like "Ooh." Eve's jealous and she's definitely feeling it. She's feeling the jealousy. She's like, this feels nice. I'm happy to see Eve pressed and upset like this because jealous Eve totally rose from the ashes like the fucking dark phoenix. And she was like, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And she tries to reassure her to be like, hey, don't be jealous. And by the way, does Eve even say anything when she says don't be jealous? She's like, oh, I'm not jealous. She literally mm -hmm. says nothing. It's one of those times where Eve leaves them on red yet again, where she's mm -hmm. like, it's true. That's a fact that you just said to me. You know, I'm not with them. When I'm with them. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear the I'm door sorry, again? No, <laughs> at the end of the clip, it's the fucking door for the blonde that's opening up. And again, she gets Eve's attention and she's like, yo, just, hey, boo, like that's, don't even worry about that. I already forgot that bitch's name. Can she tell? <laughs> Listen, it's just, I'm not even with them when I'm with them. And again, Eve is like, okay, that's nice. I, I do appreciate the way you said that to me because if anyone can relate, if anyone can fucking relate, it's Eve. That's it's the truth. Eve. It's Eve. I'm sorry. Eve has not jumped on her husband's knob or any knob since there's an additional knob that is added this episode unless she was inspired by Villanelle and thoughts of Villanelle. Every single time this bitch has been horny in the fucking show, it has been because of Villanelle. So if anyone knows about substituting motherfuckers in, and you're not really with them, but you're with other people. It's fucking Eve. And so I feel like this was like a way for Villanelle to be like, relax. I would like to reassure you because you're the one I want. But also, girl, don't you know? 
I feel like you know about this because I synced you and Nico the other day and that was totally my impact. That was totally me. So this is reality. This scene, this scene is fucking ridiculous because Eve is so freaking jealous. She's a goddamn mess. And yeah. then the brunette has the nerve to be like, thank you for the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're welcome. She was gracious and Eve's fucking jealous energy. She was like, I, I couldn't remember her name. Could you Girl, tell? <laughs> which, I mean, for one, this is the same woman who was like, what's her name? Eve Palastri. And then like an episode later, Constantine's like, Eve Palassi? And she's like, Palastri. Palastri. Eve, I'm going to call you Eve. Eve, Eve, Eve. She never forgets Eve's name. But I think this is also a connection to what Constantine said about what he wanted Eve to be like for Villanelle. He wants Eve to be like brunette and blonde, who she doesn't remember their names the next day because they really are inconsequential. But that's never going to be Eve, Constantine. I'm sorry. You had to deal with it. And even though Eve is totally freaking out. Anyone else here? Anyone else? here anyone how, else here you know how distressed she that here here that high-pitched here that's distress and uh terrence found this fucking song from an indie artist that accurately sums up villanelle's fucking energy when eve is like is anyone else here <laughs> bitch is anyone else gonna show the fuck up like how many people are in your orgy she's like eve listen up listen up yeah yeah don't worry about it, she a dub. <laughs> you the only one I show love. Ever since it's looking like ghosts. Cause they all dead. <laughs> they all dead. First see him when I make a post. Now that I got you, I feel better. I look at them, I look at you, oh, that's a step up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's no one in her it life is. that is an MI6 phone. It None is. of the exes got that number. It's only Eve. It's only Eve. <laughs> it's only Eve. She's like, bitch, I literally be killing my exes, son. Like, I was thinking about killing those girls, but you came over. Listen, it's okay. She's a dub. <laughs> that was great to see as a fan, as a shipper of these two. But the fucking timing, the timing of the blonde which we heard at the end of that clip, opens the door. Uh, she's like, oh, hey, like, <laughs> before it gets even more serious, I'm just going to, let me yeah, just. let me just leave. Yeah. I'm going to just, if I could just, <laughs> if I could just walk past you real quick. Right. I'm just going to go downstairs. My friend already said thank you for the both of us, so I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> I fucking And can. Eva's two, three. She's like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to work. I mean, it's because she really, <laughs> you cannot erase the actual upset and thirstiness of Eve. Anyone else here? <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking pressed. And then the cheekiness with a Villanelle response that like, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't, I, think so. I don't think so. Definitely not. And she only says definitely not after the door closes downstairs. <laughs> so like the blonde has fully exited. And she's like, I don't think so. Oh, definitely not. She's, she's gone. And that is some real cheeky fucking shit. Like Eve was fucked up. She had that bitch fucked up. And I think that's because, I mean, I'm just going to say from my own personal headcanon that I think Eve had every intention of going through that binder of case stuff page by page with Villanelle to make mm -hmm. sure she ingested the content because she doesn't like to read. And if there's any way that the bitch is going to pay attention is that Eve is there turning the page to be like, okay, and this is what we're going to do. And I think she wants to do that because she always wants to spend time with Villanelle. But the fact that she just seen two hosts come out the bathroom right <laughs> right after Villanelle was like, hey, babe, it's all, it's all about you anyway. Don't even worry about it. I'm not even impressed about those girls that she had to go because she was fucking tight. She was fucking tight. She was fucking jealous. And yeah, she's like, I'm just going to fucking go to work. I'm going to work. Like, fuck this. I feel like Villanelle's face 
I mean, she does add, you know, whatever you say, boss. When she runs out, she just kind of like throws the, the binder villain out like, read it. Charm Aaron's face off. We have shit to do. I'm going to the office. That made me a little sad only because it was like, well, didn't it happen last episode at the dinner when Aaron no. did a psychology book? But that landed in her lap versus here, read this versus what do you even oh, know about please. this? We cannot compare it to that. That was uh-huh. actual assault with Aaron in her lap. This was on the bed yeah, by a bed. fucked up jealous Eve who was yeah. like, read the binder. Do you have time? Is there, are you sure there's no other bitches in the bathroom? Are you sure you can make time for the binder? Because you need to, because we have a case to do. And that's just her being fucking salty. And TLDR, in case you can't read it, charm his face off and make sure that we get to Rome. She's staying the obvious, <laughs> but I think that's because like I said, she's fucking salty as hell. She came there. Her number one issue was not Nico. Her number one issue was, I've been gaslit for these past few days by the fucking psycho expert, Martin, by fucking Constantine. Carolyn been saying some weird shit. And all of these things people are telling me are saying that everything that I think is really happening between us on this fundamental, intrinsic level, this like soul connection, it doesn't exist. And it's just me projecting. And that basically would mean that I'm insane. And I don't want to conclude that I'm insane. So I just have to get this fucking out. Did you mean it? Is this is this a, is this reality? Is this what you meant? And then Villanelle's like, oh no 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 no, I see what you're saying, and it's not. But the fact that Eve has been pressed, like Eve has been pressed to fuck a hoe since season one, whether or not she wants to admit it to herself or not fully, that's the reality. The reality is Eve needs to smash. Eve needs oh, she, she gets there. And she's already ready to be more open because Nico's out the paint. And that's what Villanelle wanted. The minute Nico leaves the house, you create more space, both physically and mentally, for Eve to think about where my future could go that does not involve Nico. And so it's all lining up. It's all lining up perfectly. And I feel like that's why Villanelle's face looks the way it does at the end of the scene. It's not just because, you know, Eve threw the binder on on the bed. It's because she probably realizes that at the expense of jealous Eve, which she wanted, she loses out on a morning with Eve. Like, Eve went to the office and she was like, whatever, I'll see you later. Because she was... Was fucking tight and she needed to deal with it and Villanelle was probably like man I was super excited and happy to make you jealous but also did I just strap block myself with this fuck I mean, shit that's the second time she's <laughs> she felt like that herself. because of the, of the other night she was like damn it you know my plan is working a little too well when she was out in the rain it's like ugh like. she stayed doing that she stayed doing that because she's an overachiever where Getting she's like let me do this way. let me make sure that I get this assignment done and she's like hold up I knew I wanted an A plus but this is, <laughs> this is this is too much of a good grade so I agree I think I mean I don't know what the writers intended but that's what it played off to me that she was totally enjoying it because there are plenty of shots you can see where she's enjoying Eve's jealousy and she can totally see where it's coming from but once Eve leaves she's like oh I didn't want that I just want to like playfully argue for 20 more minutes and then I don't know you could watch me get dressed or something but that's not what happened and she was probably sad. I know for sure she would have been getting dressed while being drilled about the the notes. I know um, that was going to be the thing. Is that I don't think it was put into the script by happenstance where Eve comes in on her bullshit and Villanelle's like, I'm not dressed though. And she's like, bitch, I don't care. And I was like, okay. She didn't go back downstairs okay, and leave. Eve. She just got right on that bed. She was like, like, I don't care. Which oof. says to me, bitch, you could take your little fucking robe off right now and dress in front of me. And yes, I will become undone. But I don't care. Do it. Do it right here. Do it right here. You've mm-hmm. invaded all of my privacy. Exactly. And back then, I'd be like, you see me Remember naked, bitch. So far? You see right. me naked. Remember that? Remember that? You saw me from the back. How about I get some of those same treats? How about that? Ho? And you know, Villanelle would have been into it because she'd been looking for that since she requested the frisk that she did not get in episode five. 
Which Eve, you need to rectify how did she, that. How did she miss that? I was like, Ugh. it's because we said Eve is a baby gay. She don't know what the fuck going on. She don't know how to flirt right. She don't know how to do anything like that. Because if there was, there was never a bigger flirt sign. Like that was Villanelle flirting, like the way she did in jail when it was all going wrong for her. Yeah. But it, it should have gone right with Eve. And then Eve doesn't take the bait. And she's, she's like, like, what's the point? <laughs> she's like, how dare you, Eve? I'm gonna make a drink. I'm gonna make a drink. What's the point, bitch? What's the point? Let me go pour some of this alky out because maybe, maybe you're making this, me mad. Maybe this alcohol help you see the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was so tight that Eve did not take that opportunity. And so, yeah, I don't, um, I mean, that's that's my interpretation of the scenario is that Eve was gaslit by all those people. And after Villanelle does her second Alcoholics Anonymous confession, that it's really on Eve's brain. And that the, the space that she was creating for Nico and his issues with Gemma was ultimately very small. And once she goes over there and deals with Nico and then sort of accepts that, yeah, there's nothing here. And not only that, you want to be with this person, Gemma? Good. Good for you. I hope you like the missionary position that for the next day or so that she's just sort of by herself in her home, mostly to her thoughts, that she is going over and over and over again what Villanelle said. And the fact that she knows it was true, the fact that she knows it rang authentic to her, but the authenticity comes at an expense because she didn't create some sort of addendum when she was making the, the confession like she did when she was doing Eve's life. Well, you're all alone except for this person. She's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm bored and I don't like anything and I don't feel anything. And that's just what it is. And Eve was like, bitch, ho, no. No, that can't be right. <laughs> what about our Doros? I mean, the fucking, the whole scene is just a gift because of the facial expressions from both Villanelle and Eve. You know, poor Eve. She didn't necessarily have to be greeted to the Wednesday orgy or whatever she thinks it was. Because I'm sure she was like, wow, is this, just, is, is this what you do? But also, I fully agree that Villanelle fully intended for Eve to walk in on those women. Because she knows Eve just comes in and Eve already did it, that she oh, had no, to have known wants. that if she didn't want Eve to see those women, that she could have told them last night or at least at 5 a.m. as soon as the sun came up, like, bitches, y'all got to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to go, though. I got work to do. Instead, she let them take their time. I mean, were they just freshening up in the in the kitchen or I mean, in, the, in the bathroom? Yeah. They had to have been, they had to have been showering and freshing up because what the time between her being in the kitchen and, oh, here's, here's a buzzer. I'm getting a gift. Okay, let me go down. Now here's Eve. We have part of a conversation. And then one of these girls come out. You can only explain spending that much time in the bathroom if you're showering or doing something else because right. what are you, what's happening? You don't have a toothbrush? You don't have toothpaste? What are you doing? And I'm one to think too that like, they heard Eve come in and they are like, oh, should we go out? <laughs> and then the brunette was like, well, Okay, let me go first. Let me go first and see how I since I started off the contact with her last night. Let me let me see how <laughs> let me see how it is. And then she fucking as soon as she gets outside, she texts her friend like, "Bitch, just come out. Bitch, just come out. It looks serious in that living room, so you just need to escape right now." And the blonde comes out and is like, "Hey, uh, so my friend is texting me. He said you guys were having a super serious conversation. That looks like that might be your actual girlfriend. I don't know if we just like participated in an affair. We're not trying to get involved. We just want to say thank you for the sex and the best of luck to you and your girl because this looks serious. This looks like it looks like she might have a problem with us being here. So let's just get the fuck out." But you know, Eve is on her fuck shit, tosses the case book, and like a good whipped wifey, Villanelle is like, "Whatever you say, boss." As she contemplates her life and choices. And she was like, well, was it worth it? <laughs> was it worth it, bitch, to strap block yourself? And I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that she knew would pay off in the long run. But for right now, she's taking L. So it's like a mini L, but it's setting herself up for a future W. So it's like, it's a, but the jealousy, it's a long game. The jealousy w. is a W too. It's a long it game, is, but yeah. it's a. It's just because, and I, that's why I say that look to me is just because she would always like to be around Eve. That's just something that I 
presume both women want at all times, even if they don't talk about it, I just want to be near you, period. And so even if she's being contentious with Eve and she's like poking fun or playing games, Eve is still right there. The minute Eve leaves the scene, she's like, oh, and it's kind of my fault. She left the scene <laughs> because I was like, oh, yeah, uh, what? Yeah, there's two. <laughs> yeah, there's two girls. There's two women here. You're right. I mean, it's not here um, here for the gay cannibalism it's that we not saw. Uncommon for a, a handler to sort of walk in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the applause. I like it. It's the applause for the gay cannibalism. We'll just pretend they're chanting gay, 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 gay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's different because we all know that Eve has keys to this flat that MI6 offer Villanelle and that she would be over to talk about the play to get to Rome versus not knowing when a postcard is coming in from the 12 to put Villanelle Yo, there on is no damn project. postcards from the 12 no, anymore. I'm talking about when Constantine used to walk in on Villanelle and her trysts. He walked in on her threesome. He walked in on her one-on-one-some, I He's guess. He's walked in on a few all times, the But it wasn't with Villanelle anticipating his appearance because she never knows when her next well, job is. It's not like she works every day. Her Her... Her murders aren't scheduled like that. It's like she I mean, gets money, she has time to spend the money, and then all of a sudden, Constantine how does that pops relate up. to Eve, though? Well, saying that she knew a visit was coming because of the prep work, because of the they were short on time to get to Rome. So I would contend knew- that she, being an assassin, having a handler would then presume that your handler could show up at any time, so you could always expect them. I would just say that she actually wants to see Eve. Where for Constantine, like she had a number of weird lines for him in season one, where she like he shows up in her. Paris flat that one time and she's like you know you're not intimidating when you're holding a little ass cup like that Constantine (laughs) and so she's kind of annoyed when he shows the fuck up and it's like hey could you get your little friends out of here we got work to do so I would agree that she's used to people barging in on her but she's not used to liking it I don't think she's liked it until Eve you listeners can tell me how you feel but I just sort of feel like she set that shit up for Eve to fucking see it and spur a reaction the way she knows how to do because she is mildly manipulating Eve but in this direction of admit your feelings for me be open and honest about your feelings with me put them on display go balls to the wall be fully extra like I am because that's what I want agreed agreed so that scene was I found it so let's fucking run down the scene one more time. What do we get? We get Eve coming over the way we expected her to. We get Villanelle waiting for her, fully expecting her to come over and playing games. What are some of those games? Threesome games, gay cannibalism games, where she gave those two girls, I'm just going to go ahead and say the best night of their life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else says thank you in such a rude situation? Like, that's totally a situation where you could just duck the fuck out. You can just leave and if, not say anything. Yeah, if the walls are as hollow as we think they are, they're literally having a conversation about not themselves. feeling anything. <laughs> but also, Villanelle's like, bitch, I don't feel nothing when I'm with these other people. Like, like if you're the blonde and brunette and you hear that shit in the bathroom, you're like, wow, wow. Well, she was really good for someone who wasn't feeling anything mm-hmm. at the time. Let me get the fuck out of here. We get confirmation of what we thought that Villanelle, when she's worked up, she fucks her kills. And so she chose the former. We get the rise of Jealous Eve. We discover her coat is like armor when she takes it off. She's ready to talk when she puts it on. Bitch, forget about it. She's out of here. Villanelle learned that with with uh, great great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> but if you're going to make your girlfriend jealous, you must be prepared for her to leave your apartment early, potentially. Because, again, I mean, I would like to hear what you guys think, but I just really feel like she came over with that binder to go through page by page while Villanelle was barely dressed. And probably at some point in there, there would have been some fuck shit happening. Oh. For sure. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. For sure. You want me to charm Aaron Peel how? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. It's just, you know. Wait, oh. Wait, so, no. Dripping with wait, e. wait. You just made me think of the fucking, that book, Fingersmith, or like The Handmaid's Tale, where, I mean, in the British version, she's like, what must a wife do? But it's like, it's like that fucking cheeky shit because in, she knows she knows what a bitch could do with another bitch. I mean, that's the fucking plot twist is that she's been forced to read these sultry books. And so she knows what goes down. But in order to finagle that manipulation with the girl she wants to bang, she's like, tell me, what must a wife do on her wedding night? Yo! Spoiler, if no one who's listened to this has seen that movie. But if you guys have seen the original Fingersmith or read the book or seen what I think is actually the better version of it, which is the Korean remake, Handmaid's Tale, um, do. I spoiled that for you and I'm sorry. But it will not affect the deliciousness of the fucking scene because it's the same fucking energy. Same fucking energy. So I guess what is there left to say but salute to you, Villanelle. You fucked up, but also you did real good. You did it. Villanelle, you did real good. You did it. Double horns for your double score. Okay, now I think we can move on to the next scene. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had to sit show. with this scene to realize how annoyed I was that it even happened. What um, scene? Well, oh, we get Billy Villanelle and Aaron? Walking, yeah, we get Billy walking in, escorted to her table, the only table in the restaurant. Well, actually, of... it's the only, She's he's the only person in the restaurant because yeah. he was like, he's... I booked the whole shit. I like privacy. It's, it's sort of something we would have seen a Carolyn Martins do. Actually, we've definitely seen the camera. Yeah, yeah we've definitely seen that. So it's on that so level. Does. It's on that energy. Ish. Ish. I'm Ish. careful to compare him to Carolyn's energy, but sure. It's on that I have power and I can get what I want done energy, which I don't know. It doesn't look right to me on a man, but that's just me. I'm biased. I'm a misandrist. <laughs> I never like to see that on a dude, but okay, sure. Like Carolyn. She gets there and not only is the shit empty and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the shit booked. As soon as she gets there, a waiter comes up and is like, bada bing, bada boom. Here's your food. And she's like, oh, wow. Wow. Did you order for me? That's fucking presumptuous. That's really fucking fucking interesting that you fucking ordered for me that would have been the end of me sitting there i would have left the empty restaurant which is why mi6 would never hire you <laughs> to do any fucking spying nor me because I, mean, I wouldn't have made it through all that stuff with aaron peel but villanelle's a fucking pro and she keeps it together he says that he ordered the best thing in the fucking restaurant he says it's the best thing on the menu and it's only available one week out of a year and i'm like what rare animal was killed <laughs> for this fucking meal how do you how else do you explain a meal that's only available one week a year bitch like what just happened is there some creature that is only born during this time of the year and you just had it murdered to put into fucking villanelle's pasta because i'm trying to figure out or some sort of special fish like i don't like what i'm thinking like you know uh was this nickelodeon so are you afraid of the dark when they were harnessing the fear as a flavor that it was the twist in one of the night stories but it was like what fear like they were fear was actually being made into a like almost like you know what uh male tears it's like that but it's fear and you add that tears are in abundance well yeah (laughs) and unfortunately i guess fear in a sense are you suggesting that the secret ingredient was was fear yeah it could be i mean we don't know i mean i guess 
anything no, no. is possible with peels. So why the fuck not? But why would you buy out this restaurant now? If let's because say, no what? one can listen into his conversations because he's a fucking freak. He's a freak. And if anyone just within five feet heard what this fucker was saying, they'd probably call nine one one or the oh, fucking the UK truth. equivalent of fucking nine one one. I'd just record it and just like put it on internet for posterity. Like I was sitting next to this weird dude. This is what he's saying. I googled his photo. He's apparently a super rich CEO. Something's up. Or you know, just call the FBI. I keep saying FBI. It's the UK. Call fucking MI six. But they already know what's up with Peel. They would have been like, we know, we got the memo. Thank you so much <laughs> for dry snitching. Like it's fucking. Fine. This made me think of when I went to a friend. I was singing for a friend who had this little get together at Bryant Park, and it was odd to me because I thought it would be more crowded than that, like near the skating rink area. And then someone said, "Oh, I tried to go skate with my girlfriend, but they told us it was closed for a private event." I was like, "Are we the? Are we the private event?" <laughs> is this a closed Man. off event like what fucking annoying like yeah i was like maybe i shouldn't say that i'm here like i'm just gonna be quiet like so to just be able to flex like that now what the this restaurant's equivalent of the mcrib because this is what i was trying to get what to. The i have fuck? to say that so we have we have something did that, you just say mcrib i have to say that because i'm about to leave the how, studio. wait but I'm how how often <laughs> can you walk into a random Bitch. McDonald's and get Bitch. a McRib? How rent? How often? Out I of the fifty-two know. weeks? <laughs> well, if that's a good answer. The I good answer is I don't know. We're not sponsored by McDonald's. People always but, make fun of me when I go to McDonald's because like I'm only ever like I just I like little snacks. And so I'll be like, give me the happy meal. And also I can relive my nostalgia. Give me the toy. Of being able to go to McDonald's like once every couple of months because my mom was like, you can't go there. But on a special occasion. And I'm like, give me a toy and those apple slices, please. So then I'll go into, <laughs> all right, so the Rick, the McRib is this like special time item. It's, I, I can't even call it seasonal because it doesn't happen every Wait, year. it's like the sauce. It's, it's like the sauce, the right? The Worcestershire sauce. Well, not the Worcestershire sauce. Like what is that special sauce that was like, um... It was on Rick and Morty. Oh, the Saskatchewan. The Szechuan. Probably that. I think it's the Szechuan. Is it? I want to say something that like that. Yeah, yeah, it was on Rick and Morty. Right. And remember, they put it in McDonald's for a hot quick second, and then people went ridiculously insane over it. They were like, when is it coming back? Right. So I don't got the it's, time for it's that. It's that season for this restaurant. And they tell you <laughs> it is only for seven days, which means that people who know about this restaurant know to be present for these seven days to be able to get a taste of what they're not going to be able to get for 51 other like... weeks of the year. And he said, you know what? <laughs> Screw your feelings. Cause I'm buying the whole place out and that's you can't true. come. So that's like, Th- that's one that... minus that's minus a day for the rest of the population. I was yes. Which is why I was like, this is he's being annoying. Like, cause it's a place everyone wants to be and can't get to. So it adds more <sighs> to his, I hold the cards. I have the power. And I want you to see that. As you already may have guessed that I am a powerful person. And, and it's that air of grossness. It's pretty gross throughout the episode. It's pretty fucking gross, without a doubt. That makes sense, would you say, about people being pissed about him buying the restaurant? I'm just sort of like, why does he have to exist? But he's so gross that, I mean, Villanelle has the patience of a saint this episode because she hasn't yes. murked him. And I'm just like, how have you not murked him? I'm not an actual murderer. And I wanted to murk him several times. It's just sort of like, I already have a problem with authority. And that's been my issue uh, yeah. the entire the entire time I've been yeah. on this planet. And I've wondered, like, my mom is muse. She's like, is it that Caribbean land energy? Like, what's up with you? Like, is it your ancestors? <laughs> Why are you this way? Because it's literally been this way since kindergarten that just in general, in general, in general, just a guy trying to talk that shit is going to send me zero to 100. But I got a dude like Aaron, a white dude, no less, like Aaron, who's talking about take it out, 
take it off, spit it out, stop, stand there, sit still, bitch. He's right. oh my god, I would have combusted. Like, right, that that would be the reason why I have that like cyanide pill just in case I can't escape. Fucking because crush I'm it up not, and make him right, snort it. Right, I'm not trying to sit and listen to him. Not listen to that. Oh yeah, you mean not like the, if a if a stuff. if a creepy white dude gets me, yeah, this pill. no, and it's gonna yeah. be like he's yeah. gonna be like him. No, I agree. The minute he starts to monologue, I want right. you to. Oh, Eating you know, that pill, eating that pill. I'm I, out this mortal coil, baby. I've seen you on the internet. <laughs> the way you've been ripping down all those men <laughs> and making them log off and, and deactivate their accounts. I've noticed that you've been getting oh, wait, is this about me? a job. You, you think you're so tough, don't you? Well, how tough are you now that I've got you in my, my clutch? Let me is explain this what someone to you. someone would monologue to me? Let oh, me God. Let me elaborate what I plan to do. First, I'm going to break your spirit. And then I'm going to break your No, heart. bitch. Right. <laughs> you would never see me run through a wall so fast like a motherfucking car. Cartoon. It would be fucking seppuku. I would kill myself. I, I would find a way. They'd be like, it's not possible for you to kill yourself in this way. And I'm like, bitch, watch me overachieve. Because there's no fucking way ever, period, in life that a dude could get me, let alone a, a creepy white dude could get me, and then monologue. Yeah. No. Oh, hell no. That's a no. That's not happening. And so he's there talking his fucking bullshit and... You know, I'm not going to diagnose Peel beyond being on the psychopath spectrum, but his issues of like obsessiveness and manipulation and compulsiveness, they are on display this episode where he just can't seem to exist with people in his sphere that don't do exactly what he wants. And it's interesting what happens with Villanelle this episode because she gets the date with Peel and she gets his attention by being violent, but essentially the rest of the time she plays his game and I'm just sort of like, where's that gonna lead? But to the bad place, man. <laughs> right. To the bad place. I'm really fucking fearful for episode eight. <sighs> that happens and almost like because they're sharing the same brain cell. <laughs> and Eve, Eve is at her crib and she's like, yo, what's going on <sighs> with Aaron, son? What's going on with Aaron? Let me call my girl. I think it's a um, combination of it's a combination <laughs> of that and wow, I was really angry when I walked out of that apartment. Well, to be fair, you know, I did have sex with my husband too. So her having sex shouldn't be like this new thing that I'm worried about. And she did say that she's not with them, which means that maybe she's with me. And I could get a little quick confirmation, even though I know that she's on a mission right now. But I just want to hear her kind of say, just check in. Things are good. <laughs> Because I did look really angry when I left. And like I was I yelling, mean, I yelled, not really at her, I yelled at the apartment, but she was in the apartment. And I don't want her to think that I was yelling like at her because. I know. like your film. <laughs> I like your film in fan fiction. I would also like to think that it wasn't that, you know, jealousy isn't always something you can control because it's just what happens to you in the moment. And we've not really had anything to make Eve jealous, which, you know, I've desperately wanted since people started gaslighting Villanelle in episode two, really, of this yeah. season. We're like, she's not thinking about you. She don't want you. And so I wanted that. I just think this is the product of Eve no longer having distractions, a.k.a. Nico. There's yeah. not even she can't even dedicate 15 percent of her mental brain energy because she's like, whatever. Nico's over there with Gemma. So I need to figure out what's happening in my life moving forward, what's happening with this case with Peel, what's happening with me and my girlfriend, what are we doing? And if you erase Nico as avatar, Nico as I'm feeling horny, Villanelle just said this one thing, this one thing just happened, let me go hop on a fucking knob. There's no knob for her to hop on, so she's just there with her thoughts. Right, extra percentage of her brain that now gets the, it's the stuff that, uh, Vilna lost from the ghost. She doesn't masturbate Plus, enough. She's, I, you know, there's other people online talking about what happens later this episode and why does she go with Hugo? And right now, the theory I'm going with is that Eve doesn't actually masturbate. I'm gonna have to go with that. 
I, which, which I, leads to her, her upset O's because even if your husband is being wax sauce, you can still get yourself off. But the way we, we've been dealing with Eve's discontent, I don't think she does that. I think that's something that we can safely assume. And that later when Villanelle's like, you need to let yourself go, that is something she's hinting at. Like, bitch, like, get to like, know I'm your body gonna... a little bit. I mean, she doesn't she's do like, it then. No, but... the, way, the way I live my <laughs> life, I'm not always going to be able to be right by your side. But Wait doesn't... a minute. What? Listen, but we're going to find a way. Listen. <laughs> what, what, what are you I can't. About? I'm gonna. I'll, I'll capsule that, but we, I will definitely expand on that. Once you sound like you're gonna say some fuck shit, but yeah, let's no. capsule it and save yeah. your fuck shit for later in the episode. Let's get past this nasty ass fucking meal. Oh, we were we were on Eve. Eve leaving her messages. She's worried mm-hmm. about Villanelle and. She hasn't heard from her because Villanelle left her fucking phone, which if there's a time to leave your phone, oh, it's on a lunch date with Peel. Because I fully expect him to hack your phone, uh-huh. to look at all your text messages with Eve and be like, kill Commander, what's going on here? <laughs> and so we actually go through the whole date before Villanelle hears those voicemails and we'll play them later. But Eve is pretty adorable. She's worrying about Villanelle. She says something in her first message about, oh, let me know if you're still alive because otherwise mm-hmm. I'll think you'll get murdered or something. And at the end, she's like, wait, what? And I love that when Villanelle listens to the message, she's like, wait, what? <laughs> and so when we go back to the lunch, he's talking about... I mean, it's ultimately him just saying, well, why were you, why did you prefer my sister? She's like, because uh, I like her? And he's like, oh, really? You didn't plan all this like to get to me? Because, you know, I'm a powerful man and people like to... Ugh. People like he said such a, Well, he, he was like, I'm powerful and I'm rich. And he was like, I know what bitches do for rich men. And I was like, ew. And that's where Villanelle's like, ew, dude, I, I don't like rich men. I don't like rich men either. What you talking about? Especially when they don't text me back. Wait a minute. I don't think Villanelle, as any of her covers, gets left on red, but that's just me. Uh-huh. I just don't think that's what you do I, I with a Villanelle. I was probably myself in that. <laughs> oh, no. But he does, he's like, hey, so what's the word with this, with my sis? And she's like, well, I like I like her, that's why. And it's not a hop, skip, and a jump from there where he's like, well, I'm going to Rome, come with me. She says she's not going to fuck him, which, thank the gods. The and gods he's above. Like, he's like, um, I won't even touch you. And I was like, hmm. Ding, 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 ding. I was right about this, you guys. If you recall, like a, a week or so ago, last episode, snack episode episode, I was musing and theorizing that Peel was a person who would not get sexual gratification in the traditional way that men do, and that he gets his gratification other ways that do not involve sex. And he confirmed here, thankfully, for those of us who are fearing he might try to make a move on Villanelle, although I'm still fearing the move is violent. It's a violent move. But yeah, he let us know that he's like no I'm not interested in you sexually at all I'm not gonna fucking touch you all of my interest in you is in the same way that I have interest quote unquote with other people which is an observing watching controlling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that fucking mm -hmm. shit is scary we eventually leave the fucking pasta dinner with Villanelle agreeing to go to Rome essentially and Jody is eating that super thick pasta with whatever the dust of like dead babies or whatever the fuck is on there to make it so delicious because she does say when she initially bites into it like oh it's amazing and he just sort of watches her eat it. And again, I, I guess you were right about the voyeurism because I know I was just like making a stink, but that's just because I was like, no, I don't want to talk about Aaron Peel's kink at all. It's we something else. We don't care else. about his sexual gratification, so we're not going to speculate on it. After we leave from the Wait, dinner. Wait, don't leave yet, don't leave yet. Uh, I'm only saying don't leave because she Why? gets to go into her little monologue about having money. I mean, she talks about the things she likes and he's Begging her to keep talking about the things that she likes. We can go oh, back yeah. to what she says where he's like, I'm a rich guy. We know what happens with rich men like me and women like you. And she's like, I don't like rich men. And he's like, oh, so it's money. Money then. You like money? He's like, Does, doesn't everybody like money? Which she's is like, essentially who doesn't? Her. He says, no, but you really like money. Which means he's using this. He's he, This didn't fall out of the sky. He's 
he's compiled data to say this to her. Which I is... don't think so. I think that if this episode is brought something to my attention, it's the parallels they're trying to draw between Aaron Peel and Villanelle as both being psychopaths, but on different ends of the spectrum, depending on what category we're talking about. And so I don't actually think that he found data because if he found a bunch of data, why is he playing these games? I think he may eventually find more data and there's reasons to say that, but I think he's literally trying to read into a personality using his perceptiveness that Villanelle often uses herself to be like, I'm looking at you, Gemma, and I'm sensing what you want. I'm looking at you, Nico, I'm sensing what you want. I'm looking at you, Eve, I'm sensing what you want. And so he's trying to read her. He's trying to figure her out. And he's like, okay, well, if you're not into that, you're into this. You have to be into this because I've deduced these other things about you and she confirms it and that's the more we get more weird shit like that from them the rest of the episode where he says some shit she says some shit there's some camaraderie there it's the psychopath camaraderie and it's fucking annoying but it's happening and so i feel like that's him because she's like a rubik's cube she's a puzzle he wants to figure her out well good luck with trying to figure her out but i mean I'm, I'm gonna be on my crazy train and just say he knows about the murder like i said of the you know the handler the babysitter from the AA meetings. What the fuck? His oh wait, sisters. you're you're back there. Yes. Let's. Well, you didn't I even think finish you what he says. She oh, didn't. Yeah. She she says that she he asked her if she's a collector. Oh yeah. Because he asked her why do you like money? He's like tell me why, and she's like because I like to buy things. And, and he's me. like mm-hmm. that she likes owning them and looking at them, and so he's like okay, you're a collector. And just side note, I said this on Twitter that I think Peel is actually a collector of things. I don't know what those things are. Maybe it's women. Maybe it's body parts of women. Maybe it's people he keeps in a cage. But I fully believe that he is a collector of stuff and we may find out what that stuff is by the end of the season peel is um uh zuckerberg he's worse than zuckerberg uh well okay <laughs> peel don't got no kids and peel don't got a wife so at least zuckerberg has the capacity to pretend he's he's halfway normal that's probably too much a quarter normal but peel is not concerned with any of those things at all and so he's way worse than fucking zuckerberg in my opinion but you know so he's he's grilling her in that sense and asking her about being a collector and she's like i guess so and then he asks her of what because he's prodding and she's like, of all things, man, could you get up off my areola? <laughs> right. Felt like all she was like Janelle Monet, like, get off my areola. You asking me too many damn questions, hell. Things that make me feel something. Yeah. Because I don't I don't feel anything sitting here, just so you know, like you. I I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling this. I mean, <laughs> I feel like she's giving both, but she has to. She's undercover. So it's okay that she's giving both because after that, after she says that, he's like, cool, I'm going to Rome. Come with me. And that's when she says, I'm not going to sleep with you. And he's like, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to do nothing. And then the waiter brings more of the super expensive pasta. Because they made so much because they planned on selling that much that day. But they can't because someone bought out the entire restaurant. Does it matter if it's paid for, though? I don't think it does. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't think it does. And so from there... We are back with Villanelle arriving to her flat and takes off her wig pretty fast. It's kind of like the way women take off their bras when they get off work. She's like, get this shit off my head. And she sees her iPhone, which happens to be laying on a grand piano that I did not notice was in her flat up until that scene where I was like, whoa, I wonder if anyone will ever play this piano or if it's just for decoration. Mm. And I would just like to reiterate how happy I am to see that they're using modern technology to communicate because we get these fun things like text and missed calls and fucking voicemails. And Villanelle sees that she's got nine missed calls <laughs> and three new voicemails from Eve. Whoops, shouldn't have left my phone. Actually, it's Actually, very we that already she did. said yeah. that she needed to. There's no way that you bring a fucking phone that you don't want to just have him seeing what Eve is texting you immediately because he's definitely got something in his Especially fucking pocket. Especially since there's only one number in your phone. <laughs> now, there's more than one number. Carolyn's in there doing her sneak text. I fully believe that. I fully believe Constantine got something in there. She got at least five contacts. Hmm. 
That's yeah. what I would say. Oh. And so this is... Sure, you're fine. Um, hello. Just wanted to check in to make sure everything is running smoothly. Please contact me. <laughs> She's like, oh, everything's running smoothly, right? Right now, in this moment, with these voicemails, I'm just Well, gonna... that third voicemail is the kind of voicemail you leave when you're trying to ramp down your thirstiness. Because the first voicemail is like, I'm really stressed, but <laughs> awkward joke. Wait, what? And then the second voicemail is like, look, I... Okay, this is probably the fifth call or sixth mm -hmm. call that she's made, and she's like, "Okay, okay, okay I just—I'm sure you're fine. Just I need to know." And then mm -hmm. that third voicemail is probably call number nine, where she's like, "I've been extra. <laughs> Hi, just want to say, when you hear this, give me a call back. Thank you so much." Like you're trying to be less personal and less thirsty because you already displayed the thirst in the previous two, and that's why Villanelle's cheesing like a motherfucking uh, a cornball. Uh, yeah, at the end what, of this what scene? I'm gonna do is say that she's like, oh, <laughs> so my long game has played off. I have something to... Uh... Bitch, she saw that this morning. This morning she saw. <laughs> she already knew the game was playing off. The minute Eve was like, I'm gonna look at you in this way. And Villanelle was like, are you okay? And then Eve was like, I don't know. That was the sign for fucking Villanelle that her plans were going the way she wanted, that things were progressing, that Eve was opening up. And next thing you know, they're gonna be schmanging on a bug. But let's not jump ahead mm. to the bug schmanging. I'm gonna say that uh, something got rubbed out that night to those voicemails. That's what I'm gonna say. Well, you know, she was actually fingering her scar and I feel like it's only she's only four <laughs> seconds away from just doing fingering herself after I she fingers her scar. Saying. She was on the thing and she was like, oh, my God, let me just feel about my scar. Let me let me think about this. Let me listen to Eve's voice. Let me repeat this voicemail. She probably just put on repeat, just like play, repeat. Mm -hmm. And yes, I would agree. Listeners, if you would like to place bets on how many times Villanelle rubbed one out while listening to the voicemails, please send them in. Please and thank you. And we will cover them on the next snack episode. So, yeah, that scene ends with Villanelle touching her scar, clutching the phone to her chest, just beaming and cheesing. She is like a love-struck teenager, and it is amazing. And from there, we go to... Carolyn's uh, Kichana. So we have Constantine and Carolyn sit standing while uh, she's pouring, uh, let's say, milk or creamer into some sort of coffee or tea. Wow, that was you being really observant. I didn't I didn't clock any of what listen, she was doing. Listen, this scene annoyed me for a lot of reasons, which is why I was like too overly staring at stuff. And she's like, well, it seems like you were able to get your team, you were able to get, you know, access into London rather quickly. Um, so could you tell me what Villanelle did? to do that. That's like, Carolyn's oh. being super shady. She's like, like oh, oh, your little plan seems to be going a call. It seems to be working, a little plan. <laughs> the, the, the on my head be it plan, that plan, the plan that you're, you have my full support except for on the record, that plan? I don't think you're being sinister <laughs> or dodgy enough for Carolyn, but I'll let you keep that. I'll let you keep that. I feel like Carolyn is really up to some fuck shit, but... but if you if you play it back, well, because I keep staring at it. Um, Constantine is doing the mom arm thing towards Carolyn to have her incite this conversation with Eve. It's like he's trying to get her to say a thing so that he can do a thing. And so it's like, well, who's who's That's an interesting take on whose benefit is this whole interaction for is my thing. And I'm going to keep sitting on the idea that, yeah, they're both playing their own games, especially here, because nothing felt like. MI6 priority in any of this dialogue. So 
uh, Carolyn says, your little plan seems to be working. How did she manage to wrangle an invitation to Rome? And then uh, he's like, I don't know. She's like, oh, you weren't listening? And then uh, Constantine gestures with the T into like a cheers thing towards Carolyn, which makes her like circle the table and advance on her and say, well, how's, how's Vilna feeling? <laughs> how's I mean, her, how's her state of we probably need to note the fact that Carolyn is being her usual shady self because she asked Eve if she, you know, she's like, what's up with Villanelle? Eve's like, I don't know how she got this date. And she's like, oh, you weren't listening? Like that is shade of itself because they always expect for Eve to be listening, which is why Hugo shouldn't have been surprised. She was so pressed in Rome. But I think that was that was shade one of Carolyn. Actually, it's mm-hmm. probably shade two. The first shade is like, oh, your little, your little plan is going is going well, it seems. Because that's not her plan. Carolyn says, hey, your little fucking plan seems to be going well because that's not her plan. Her plan is another plan that Eve doesn't know. So the fact that Eve's plan is going well for her, she's like, oh, that's cute. It's cute to see how your plan's going well for you because my plans are also going well for me. But won't you give me the updates <laughs> on your little plan? And uh, Eve is like, I can't get you no updates, girl, because I haven't been listening to Villanelle because I've been trying to get my feel straight. I've been trying to get myself under control. I've been really just sort of anxious and amped up, you know, just like really kind of fucked up in the head. And she's like, well, what? <laughs> what you mean? So how? what's up with Villanelle? How's she feeling? So uh, it's interesting because... What Constantine says, without provocation, he puts himself, because he's physically there, he's like, she is excited to try to say, oh, well, um, you know, I don't know how handling it and going according to plan things are going to be, because when Villanelle's excited, she likes to go her own way. Um, But I'm going to play this really quick for you, just so you can kind of look. Hit the play button. I want you to notice what Constantine does to Carolyn. No, no, no. I just want you to watch Constantine to Carolyn. It's like, go do the thing. Do the, start the thing. Start the... And then she circles over to start the conversation. And then, of course... Oh, so you think that's a, a cue from uh, like, Constantine? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to have to go with my misandrist view that says Carolyn takes no cues from anyone unless it's another woman above her. I don't think Constantine can dole out a single fucking clue to well, Carolyn. Well, no. So, like, Carolyn, in this case, is definitely the Oedipus to Constantine being the Iago. Lord, you give it... I'm sorry. I can't give Constantine that Iago credit. I cannot. He's not... Because Iago is such a clever fucking character. That's not... Until Constantine displays. And as we saw in the deleted scene, Villanelle was like, Constantine, I know what I am to the MI6. I know what I am to people, but what are you? You're useless. So you out here trying to give him skills he hasn't displayed? What you mean, Iago? He ain't no Iago. The only reason why you're not in jail now is because you're saying you're the only one who know how to tame me, but even if anyone's Iago, it's Carolyn. I mean, Carolyn can be like just an amalgamation of several characters, but because of how devious and deceptive and cunning and effective Iago is, I'm going to have to say that's more Carolyn's beat than fucking Constantine. Just for the simple fact that you felt like you could read in this scene. You can't exactly read Carolyn in this scene, so we don't know what's going on except that Kenny fucking snitches. He dry snitches that his mom is up to something. Constantine is being fucking cray cray. And I think he's acting that way because he knows Carolyn is on some fuck shit because Carolyn got another plan that she's running in tandem with the Eve plan that basically says whatever happens with Villanelle and Eve, I don't know, but that's that. That's okay. Like It's, it's potentially a calculated risk if yeah. we get the weapon to get rid of these two bitches or if something happens to them, I don't fucking care. And Constantine, because he actually has a degree of concern for Villanelle, mind you, no concern for Eve. I don't think he cares about Eve a lick of shit, but does oh, yeah, he care about man. Villanelle? Yes, he cares about Villanelle. And so he's like, yo, what the fuck? I'm mildly concerned about what's going on here, which is why I think later also in the episode, he's like, hey, Villanelle, I hope you're not planning anything because if you and Eve get into some shit, you're on your fucking own. I can't help you. No one's going to be there to help you. Not that Carolyn wants to help you, but the only one that could help you is me. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't because I'm not in charge. And I'm happy he's relaying all that to Villanelle because technically Carolyn's not saying any of that 
with spoken words to her this scene but there are things that i wish eve would pay attention to that she doesn't that she doesn't even question that annoys me which is why i'm like but why would eve pay attention to anything that doesn't directly concern her and her case it's almost like no, you're but, expecting her to act out of character i know but this <laughs> is about her and this is about her case because they're actually going over aside from how villanelle's okay, feeling okay terrence but literally the bitch never asked about paperwork until an episode ago <laughs> so what true. are you talking about we know that you can't even work in a retail store and be like i'm restocking this without paperwork That's eve true. is a whole ass adult with a whole ass marriage with a whole ass career and she did not say to herself where's the form where's form 666b <laughs> that i'm supposed to fill this out so eve don't fucking give a fuck she's not on that page she's on the page of I'm doing me, I have my interests, and I'm going full steam ahead. And if there's something else to be concerned with that's like logistical or if it has to do with morality or like breaking the law, she's not concerned. She's not fucking concerned. So I can't even, it's like expecting Eve to have perspective on herself. The woman who's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's. It's troublesome to say. It's a, it's, it's a tall order is all I'm saying. Like Eve, Eve. But look, she stayed confused. I'll, I'll go further into it so you could kind of get to help me clarify what I'm trying to explain. So after the excited line, Carolyn's like, "Oh, so um, have you been razzing her up, Eve?" And of course, she's the American of uh, razzing. I don't know what you mean. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right. that's the real answer. And he's like, "Well, I, I'm needing you to keep her calm." She's like, "I'm trying." And then, of course, here goes Carolyn. You know, don't forget on your head be it. This is your operation, your responsibility. And and she's like, um, you know, she has to sit still. And be quiet and get all the names on tape of the buyers. And, of course, get the info on what they're selling. And then constantly in the back, oh, Villanelle, sit quiet. You know, that, have you met her? Like, that's not her thing. But is he lying? That's I mean, what I'm saying, though. Is he lying? lying <laughs> okay. he's also trashing Eve's mission in front of Carolyn. You were the one in denial a little bit that he was over there trying to get under Eve's skin in the fucking van. And I've I've maintained from the jump that Constantine has a problem with Eve because Eve is going to bring a certain amount of attention from Villanelle that normally was focused just randomly, abstractly, per mission or in Constantine's direction. Oh, I'm noticing this bracelet you're wearing. I'm noticing what you're doing here and I'm putting together pieces about your life. She is almost 100% consumed with Eve. There's going to be jealousy there. Like I said, you can't have someone who be your friend and be as unique and special as Villanelle and then have less of that intense attention and not feel away and so even if Constantine's jealousy has nothing to do with sex he's jealous he's like wait a minute the only person you gave a slight <laughs> shit about was me and now you're really concerned with Eve and I'm fucking jealous but also because I feel like he is clued into other parts of the stuff and he's like if that bitch Eve went down I don't care because it would be better if you didn't have that girl in your life because then maybe I could control you more easily yeah. and then maybe you would get back on your shit you'd be more professional you'd be a professional assassin again not just like a fucking gain and love assassin which is what's happening right now and so i don't think i feel like constantine is showing his ass here because he cares about villanelle and that carolyn has already indicated something and then maybe he's in the kitchen like trying to dry snitch little things because if eve doesn't think that she can handle Villanelle, maybe she says, well, I need I need a partner on this mission or maybe we should have this. And initially, that's when Constantine is like, I can come. I can help. <laughs> and she said, no, because like, no, 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 you no, were no, so no, helpful no, no, last no. time. But I'm also, gonna, she just wants to be alone with Villanelle. I can't work what you're saying into my theory because I like what you're saying and it reads as factual. But I didn't like them both in the van together. Him, again, being the strap block, I feel like he would be it's trying because to... because they can't do the same job. Like, you right. can't have two people trying to do the same job. Right. It's not going to work. So she can't be there to handle Villanelle and he's there to handle Villanelle. Only one person can handle Villanelle at a time and that needs to be Eve. <laughs> of course, Villanelle can handle more than one person at a time. But you know what? That's not what we're here talking Villanelle about right now. Villanelle can barely <laughs> handle her own emotions. 
emotions <laughs> at a time. Like she's she's so used to not feeling emotions that when she gets hit with those shits, it's a hot mess. She's got no. I'm surprised she kept it together in the fucking ice cream shop or the cafe she was at when they had she had a little hand sex with Eve. I'm surprised she didn't fuck up right then and there. Right. And murder someone in the bathroom. So at this point. Uh, after she's told, uh, yeah, there'll well, be a hotel. Well, she's like, oh, you're razzing her up, which is razzing code for, like, gay sex? Because I'm, is that what you and Julia do? Like, what does that mean? I mean, you're she, razzing her up, Eve. Is that from the 80s? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Might be. And then so uh, she's like, well, since we've got you guys into the hotel, we have a, a neighboring hotel where you can stay. And then Eve asks the smartest question of the sit down, which is, uh, will there be a team with us? Now, I want you to just kind of take a look. Again. Watch, no, watch Carolyn's face the entire time for like the next 15 seconds. Keep only watching Carolyn's face. Only. I already have opinions yeah. about this scene. So right. why don't you just tell uh, me what uh, you uh, think? Okay. All right. So um, once she asks, like what, what I wrote down was I wrote, I said, Carolyn is buying much. <laughs> but not that Eve has this operation under control. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, him trying to invite himself into Rome was a, a thing that uh, Carolyn wasn't expecting. So it was like, oh, you, you want to do what? And then, of course, with Eve shooting her down, it's like, oh, wait, you don't want to be? It was her reacting to all of the the nays about. Because she was like, I, you know, I wasn't planning on giving you a team. Like, this was... It was just you and Villanelle. Like, that's it. Now, when you think of episode five, when uh, when they were supposed to be supposedly meeting, when Hugo got her fit for the vest, and it was like, we'll have a team outside waiting for it. She's like, no, it has to feel intimate. Call off the team. Oh, well, then we'll have the car ready. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll let you know when we'll, we'll be ready. But she has to feel secure and know that it's just me and nobody else around. There was always this insistence of a team to kind of be hovering, to be around. And now it's her going to Rome where this mega purchase is buying. Um, mega purchase is happening. Moscow rules. Um, you need to get all this info, intel on tape. And you're sending Eve, the one that you know who loves to follow the rules. You, her, your favorite. You're sending your favorite. I mean, and you're I already say now. that's not and Carolyn's like, plan. That's well, not Carolyn's plan, though. Like, you, you've you not leveled up to the conspiracy that Carolyn has a completely alternate plan. And that that's how I'm reading how she delivered her lines in that scene. Is that as, I mean, and credit, everyone on this show is a pretty amazing thespian. But Fiona Shaw, especially with our the rest of our ladies, because she plays it in such a way that I feel like it can be read a number of ways. And one of the ways I read it is, is that she's giving clues that there's another plan happening from the opening line where she's like, I guess your little plan is going well. Like your little plan, little, little infiltrating the peel fucking house and like getting into a shit. That's not a little plan, Carolyn. That's a massive fucking plan, especially when you're dealing with someone on Aaron Peel's fucking level and his creepiness and his access. So automatically I'm like, Carolyn's talking about some next shit. Number one, number two, Constantine was way too thirst. Constantine was thirst. Like he was concerned about Villanelle, not Eve Villanelle, where he's like, Hey, I can come. Hey, I can help. Hey, I can do this. Like, I can be there. And Eve is like, no, 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 no. You're super annoying when you're there. You try to control everything. And I'm just trying to have this experience with Villanelle. And fucking the whole point of it is that Constantine gets back on his fucking gaslighting. Because he's yes. like, Eve is like, I can handle it. And he's like, remember Anna. He's like, fucking remember the Alamo. <laughs> and I don't know why he's like, Hungry remember Anna. And he's just like, be scared. Remember what she did? Like, come on. And even if it is, 
Eve's fault that Anna is dead? It's like, do you not realize that, Constantine? It's Eve's fault that Anna is dead. Eve did not have to go to Anna's place and take the fucking envelope of money. She could have left that shit there and made it more likely that Villanelle would get in and out of Anna's apartment with what she needed. No, she left the fucking note. She agitated the shit. She wanted to have a petty confrontation with fucking Villanelle. And that is what really led to Anna's fucking death. Just like Eve was partially responsible for the deaths in the hospital because she got that bitch all worked up. And just like she was fucking responsible for future deaths after that because she doesn't (laughs) stop fucking meddling. So Eve been on some next fucking shit. And Constantine, I feel like it's like, yo, let me get in the paint because I heard Carolyn talking and she on some real shit. And I'm just trying to make sure my girl Villanelle makes that life. So Eve, 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 let me come. Let me come. Let me do this. And I feel like to maybe save face in a certain extent, after Constantine says that, then Carolyn's like, oh, well, maybe you could have a bag man after all. You can take Hugo. And she's like, oh, Hugo, no, I don't know. Because Hugo's completely pointless. And I mean, I guess he serves one use this fucking episode. But I feel like, you know, because Jeff is off screen. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. And then she's sort of, right. And so after she suggests to take Hugo and Eve is like, no, she's like, well, who else? Jess is too pregnant and you sacked Paul Kenny. And she's like, and I still have to live with this motherfucker. He real sad about it. I mean, that's relevant. She did sack Kenny. And so Eve is like, okay, Hugo, fine. That'll work. And then she adds to that, well, me and Constantine will be on standby if you're desperate, which is like, okay, uh, if we're desperate, you expect things to go wrong. That's when she also says, you know, the safe word is gentleman. And to tell it to Villanelle, she's like, don't even ask me about that safe word. It's been 30 years of me using safe words. We're running out of safe words. Gentleman is what the safe word is going to be. But to me, that was Constantine flailing. That was Constantine being like, (laughs) I know the plan. The plan isn't good. I don't like this fucking plan. Eve, Eve, try to take this hint I'm giving you to either get the fuck out or tell me to come. So then I can warn Villanelle appropriately to be like, yo, shit's about to fucking go left. Let's just dip and Um, go to fucking Amsterdam again. But for some reason, Eve wasn't tuned up tuned in to this conversation she's only tuned into her lines. i was yelling she's only tuned into her i was i'm still yelling because it's like let's say that this is carolyn making moves like we know carolyn to play long game i said what if this is her let's say not in the 13 or the 11 or whatever we said or the 12 not even my six and it's just her looking for who may be you know potential competitors on this product that, that she definitely no damn wants sense. the the thing that people are looking to buy from peel but there she is wants. no competitor right but there is no competitor that's like saying there's a competitor to facebook there isn't there can only be one primary company that oh, holds yes. all this competitor, private, da- private not data as far as product competitor as far as potential other buyer but how would she they, they can't know the buyers until the faraday i the think she's gonna also take a it buyer. and my six is gonna take it but that would also be her as an agent of MI6 or the 12. And we already know that. We already know that that's a reality, that everybody wants the weapon, the 12, MI6, unknown parties, Russian people, whatever. The buyer will be whoever has the best price. But yeah, but I'm saying if she gets it, it's not going to be a win for the 12 or a win for MI6. It's a win for Carolyn. That don't make no damn sense. For the simple fact that Carolyn can't do anything by herself. If Carolyn has help from the 12, she has help from the 12. And so it's not just her weapon. It's her and her homies. It's their weapon. I, yeah, I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, now. she can't. Yeah. You can't be on. You can't be on your own <laughs> out like that. Like she, she would be dead. So again, but what I'm saying is, so she has her team that she needs to win this bid, even if it's not directly connect her. You know, two degrees separation, but it's hers. If that person wins, she wants to know who else is in. Who else got skin in the game that she needs to maybe take out so that her man is the last man standing in the transaction bidding scenario like she needs to I coerce mean, but somebody. she also didn't indicate that they want the weapon 
Villanelle's the one who says everybody wants the weapon. Carolyn says we need to know what the weapon is. And when Hugo and Eve are listening into that conversation he has with the Russians, they're like, this must be the weapon. So that's confirmation number one. Two, we need to know who the buyers are in the room. So Carolyn is interested in information. She's not necessarily interested in the weapon because you're presuming that she can't get access to the weapon anyway. That's not it. She's like, I want to know exactly what it is, exactly what the power it holds and who wants it. And that is step one of my plan. Who knows where the rest of the steps go in her plan, but she's not, we're not even to the point where Carolyn's like, I want this weapon. She just wants to be in the know. She wants to be clued the fuck in. What are the options here? She got that invite in her inbox. She do. (laughs) She's going to be like, oh, hello girls. Yes, I'm at the, I'm at the bidding war too. (laughs) Did I forget to mention? I'm sorry. And so after she gives Eve the safe word of gentlemen for Villanelle, we cut to Nico and Gemma. Gemma! At the storage container. Some storage container where Nico has his wares that he has moved out of Eve's place. Because I'm it's Eve's place. Like, maybe they'll get a divorce. Maybe they'll split the house proceeds. But we already know who was earning the bigger salary. I'm just going to say Eve's house for right now. He mentioned some shit about, oh, yeah, my mother, some of my mother's stuff is in here. And Gemma gets inside. She's like, oh, wow, you're a holder. And, you know, just trying to make fucking small talk. He's like, well, you know, you can keep your stuff in my place. You could do that. Like, you could keep your stuff there. We could just make it real easy for you to move in. And he's like, Gemma, Gemma, you've already done enough. And here comes the corniest and potentially grossest line of the episode. Although I'm probably sure that comes from Peel, where she's like, I could always do more. And literally at the same exact time that I was like, ugh, gross. Villanelle was like, ugh. Yeah, right, exactly. Ugh. Right Get a time. room. I was like, is this a gym scene? Like, why are we here? I want to know why we're here. And like, I why was, are we here? I was halfway through a tweet and I was like, oh, delete, delete. Ugh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's really it. Ugh. It's gross. And she tells him to get a room and... Of course, Nico is like, oh, my God, Villanelle, what are you doing back over here? What's what's that? And first she asks if she could keep a fucking snow globe. She picks up a, a snow globe that says Alaska on it. She's like, could I have this? And I'm like, is it because it reminds you of the U.S. and then that reminds you of your girl? Because that's mm, random. Yeah. We I put up a poll to see, like, did Villanelle take the, the snow globe after she finished murdering Gemma? Because I'm curious. I mean, she asked <laughs> her. They said, yeah, so she took it. Oh, well. Well, I mean. Who knows if she remembered that she asked for it? I'm oh, just right. wondering. Like, I'm I'm hoping they give us a scene in some future episode where either Villanelle returns to her flat or whatever, or we just see the snow globe. Just like, God. <laughs> it's but there. And and for some reason, Eve notices it later. She's like, yo, I know that snow globe. <laughs> I know that fucking snow globe. Where'd you get that? But yeah, after we hear the audible, ugh, and Villanelle saying, get a room, and Nico's like, what the fuck you doing here? We actually get the line that we speculated Villanelle was saying to Eve, but I'm happy she did not. She said this to Nico, where she says, it always looks like you're annoyed to see me. And I laughed because that's accurate. Mm-hmm. He's literally only seeing you thrice. And each time it's been on some fuck shit, Villanelle, and you fucking know this. Can we also talk about the big dick energy on display in this scene? Let's just talk about a look for a second. The plaid on plaid, which right. is super okay. hard to do plaid on plaid in general. Most people can't do plaid on plaid. Yeah. It looked good. We said last week it looked super gay with a capital G. And it definitely fucking did. And if there's ever a time she's summing up her big dick energy, it's when she goes to see Nico. And I fucking love that shit. She's like, here we are. Basically, I feel like she asserts this dominance that says, I'm going to fuck your wife better than you ever could. And Nico gets all of that with how she looks at him. And so after she gets the snow globe, she's like, can I have this? And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. But why are you here? Why the fuck is you here, ho? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Looking for a fucking thank you. That's that's why I'm here. <laughs> Looking for 
you know, gratitude. Right. Gemma's like, you look, you look familiar. Poor Gemma. And then the uh, villain was like, yeah, don't you remember the sexy maths teacher? Sexy maths teacher. In the school party. Nico, what's going on? What's happening? Nico. And And then she's like, "Uh, where's my you're welcome? Where is it? You know, because you got what you wanted. And then Nico's like, like, wait, two plus two, quick maths. Oh, well, yeah. She said you got what you wanted with Gemma, but she's like, you had a good time. You had a great time. You know, survey says I was looking through your curtains that after you got back from Oxford. Right. That's mm. really why she's there. She's not there to fucking talk about Gemma. She's there to talk about her stolen O's. And I you know what? And that's what makes this scene so fucking great because I already wanted her. I don't know that she can reclaim that, but she's doing what she should, which is looking for that gratitude because it is it is all thanks to her. And that's what she did. And I wanted her to revisit that. After our conversation in Oxford, it looked like you and Eve had a pretty good well yep she's like well i'm here to collect and he's like uh what do you want and she said "Mm, i want your recipe for shepherd's whoa 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 how can you fucking go over the pervert line let me play it always close the curtains oh yeah she did say that she did and i feel like this goes back to the previous question we were asking about how long was Philanel watching i feel like this means i win <laughs> i whatever i've been on a winning streak i said at least 45 minutes and to me this confirms it because i literally said that eve and nico are on some new yorker bullshit where they're like we don't need curtains we don't have to close them even if we have them and so she watched she she would have watched she is a self-admitted pervert especially when it comes to her girl so she watched for as long as she could watch and she was like well damn ho look at everything you're getting from eve where is my thank you card <laughs> it did not come in the mail to my new flat nico so i'm here to fucking collect and it she does like a it's like a cool aggression shot where she looks like she's aggressing towards Gemma because Gemma interjects again she's like nico i'm she concerned already said, um she's really annoying <laughs> and then she moves like she's walking towards Gemma. nico tries to be like a tough dude and he's like hey not my I'm, Gemma. I'm and that's when she's like and he's like what do you want and she's like the recipe to your shepherd's pie how <laughs> and he's like, what? And she's like, you know, that thing with the potatoes and the curry meat? Mm. He's like, I know what shepherd's pie is. What the fuck do you want it for? She's like, well, my girlfriend likes it. And I'm like, she does? Is that what we learned? I was always making those jokes that Eve doesn't like shepherd's pie, but maybe that's the one thing Nico makes that she does like. She said curry chicken. That was way more spice than I was giving shepherd's pie credit for. Maybe he has made some new version of shepherd's pie because I feel like curry meat doesn't sound like it organically I mean, goes in not. shepherd's pie, especially like the Polish version. That's definitely the remix. Shepherd's it's the remix, remix version. I'm glad she's trying to make the remix with some additional spices in there. I want the recipe to your shepherd's pie. The thing with the potatoes and the curry meat. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we all know that if anyone out here is trying to cook, I mean, Eve can prove us wrong, but it ain't that hoe. Like if anyone is going to be making dinner from scratch, it's Villanelle. So she needs to get the recipe. And she was doing her best to remember it. She was repeating what he was saying where he's yeah. like, oh. Probably like peas, carrots, onions, potatoes. She has to threaten him with a knife because he's a little shook. He's a little taken aback. And she's like, bitch, come on. Eve likes it. You see this knife in your fucking face? And he's like, okay, okay. Onions, carrots, uh, peas, like, mince. Tomato puree. I remember that. Because I was like, tomato puree. That sounds right. I remember the mints, yes. I do remember the the thing she probably didn't know was the Worcester sauce. Because she hears that. She's like, oh, oh, oh. See, I've been trying the recipe at my new flat. And it wasn't tasting right from, you know, our initial first date in season one. But now that you say Worcester sauce, that's what was missing. That's what I take that to mean. She's like, "Uh uh-huh, Eureka. I just like the way she holds 
her knife to his stash because that shit was fucking hilarious. And just Gemma in the back, poor Gemma, just trying to ride the wave of being like, am I safe? Will this be safe? What's going to happen? You know, I, I missed when I felt fake threatened back when uh, <laughs> when I was back in my house and my room got tossed up in my, my bra and panty drawer. Gemma's a punk. She was yeah. real threatened in her house. <laughs> she's threatened anytime someone is just like a little bit aggressive she's like oh my god i'm scared nico nico <laughs> oh my god that's the same energy she had with nico's name when eve was in her place nico come save me and what's so fucked up is that nico is not even with this hoe is she out here calling for him like it's uh-huh. like he's her man mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fucking weird and so nico's like okay great i gave you the fucking recipe are we good are you gonna go she's like bitch of course not have a seat and then we cut away and we're back to carolyn being dodgy yeah, it's um, I was equating what was happening here to basically Carolyn trying to do a short profile. Um, oh, the uh, escalation, the recklessness. Yeah, I guess. Yes. So like those are literal like like, how are you feeling? Basically, I'm just here to check in. So I don't think it's like Martin because Martin actually is a doctor. And when you become a doctor, you take an oath about doing no harm and saving people. Mm-hmm. And, I, <laughs> and I do believe that he is he's keeping true to his oath as a doctor. Whereas Carolyn is not a doctor and she has taken no such oath. And so she doesn't approach it. Maybe she's curious, but that's it. That's curiosity. Where Martin asks her, as we do later, he is concerned. He's like, I'm concerned for your mental health, for your emotional stability. So I'm asking these questions. I mean, I personally was curious as to why she didn't ask these questions when Constantine was in the paint in the room. But, you know, I'm going to just hold off on those speculations until the snack episode. But she's literally, yeah. So, Eve, what's up with Villanelle? Have you noticed anything particularly spiked in her behavior? Uh, increased attention seeking or restlessness, things of that nature. Recklessness, yeah. Yeah, she's like, any of that nature. And she's like, no. And he said, well, well, how about you? Have you felt yourself kind of? Not being yourself. <laughs> Any uh, increased uh, attention seeking on your part? Recklessness? But I before mean. Eve can answer, Kenny interrupts because he comes into the kitchen. Right. Because you're about to say, because um, you do know when you text V's phone, I get the messages. See, so- you give Carolyn too much credit. <laughs> Carolyn, why do you think Carolyn is going to tell Eve anything to help her when that Carolyn still hasn't told Eve what she said to Villanelle in the fucking jail? And you make no not, sense. But she hasn't you asked make no for sense. it. Carolyn is fucking with her. Carolyn is a, she is fucking around. She's asking questions. She's incredibly brilliant and she's super sneaky. She's yes. just like, I'm getting, I'm farming information from Eve. you, but I don't give a fuck. Eve walked into her house thinking that, you know what, I'm doing my job, I'm doing it well, and I'm winning. And Carolyn's putting whoa, all this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She walked into I, I say let's house. stop at doing your job. Like doing okay, it fine. well and winning, that's wild. Well, when she says, <laughs> I'm going to get us an invitation to Rome, and then you walk in and say, I got it, and it was less than a day. It's like, well, you know, hello, I did my job, and I did it fast. You know, because I'm good. At what I, do. I mean, but that's not but her. Then, that's on Villanelle. Right. So you yes, can't say she's claiming to do her job handler. well. She handled that. So she gets but to she, take credit. But did she handle Villanelle's murder? Because that has to what, <laughs> that's what leads to Carolyn being like, yo, she honestly can't murder nobody. Is because she's actually not handling Villanelle. That's what is the joke. Is that Constantine can see she's not handling shit. In yes. this situation of Eve being with Villanelle, she hasn't handled shit. If anyone has taken the lead and what's going to happen, it's Villanelle. Villanelle's like, I'm going off book. I'm going off this or Constantine's being an interloper and he's forcing it to go this route. Eve has no W's. I, that's why when you're like, oh, she has wins. I'm like, but what wins? Those are all They're Villanelle's wins. Those wins. are Villanelle's. Okay, you are right. She's it's, just a party to Villanelle's excellence right now. It's me looking for the right way to word what I want to say. <laughs> we can't 
rewind back to episode seven of season one. But there was a point when Eve was standing to Carolyn and saying, well, what's going on? Are you part of the 12? Are you this? Are you that? And Carolyn's like, oh, that's cute. You like to ask questions? Well, let me ask questions back to you that I know that you won't answer me right away. You know why? Actually, I know episode that one. you're keeping... That's episode one of this season. Oh, they where... did that here Remember? Season? Well, wasn't it this season where she... It's when uh, Eve gets back from Paris and she's got all that energy for Carolyn after she sees Julia. And Carolyn's like, slow your roll, bitch, because look at all these things you haven't told me about. You also still haven't told me what went down in her flat in Paris. And Eve is on, she leaves her on red, as usual. And then Carolyn's like, cool, so don't be asking me questions, B. Don't be asking me questions, but you don't answer questions yourself. And I feel like that's been her this entire time. The entire time we've seen Carolyn, she's like, you could ask me stuff, but I will continue to not answer you. (laughs) Like, this is what it is. And Eve has been doing a great job, quote unquote, with the ghost. But Eve with Villanelle has just been a mess. Her bug situation did not work out. The way that she planned for it to go it did not go now she still got the date with Aaron Peel but like she says I don't fucking know how that happened because she didn't deduce the way Villanelle did because she's on that same murder wave as Aaron to be like this is the way that I get him to be more interested in me because if, if Villanelle or rather if Eve saw that she probably would have suggested it hit him in the face do something mm-hmm. that he's condescending you instead she was like don't let him she was actually being like a girlfriend don't let him get to you don't let him get you upset he's an asshole he's a jerk yeah. but she wasn't actually given like you know spy shit to be like okay, here, try this psychological warfare tool to get this done. So I'm saying Eve is doing, she's being horrible at her job. And I will get into yes. further reasons why she's a shitty field spy, but I'm just going to say that she's not there collecting W's and Carolyn. She's there for the ride. Villanelle's connecting W's and she's like, I'm just here for the ride. You know, I'm trying to observe. I'm trying to get some fucking information. Yes. I'm trying to keep her under control, but I'm not keeping her under control. Literally nothing is going according to plan, which is why when Carolyn says everything's going according to your little plan, I'm like, bitch, that's foreshadowing. Her little plan versus your big plan. Whatever plan that Kenny later says, I'm on another team, that plan. That fucking plan. But I feel ultimately it's Carolyn saying, you know, this is a very serious matter. Remember, it's her little plan. But, you know, I must be, you know, this is the truth. Like, you can't have, you know, nothing can fall out of place here. Like, she's putting all the, the onus on this is a big deal to Eve, even though, and of course, in her mind, this is not a deal at all. Like, it's it's ultimately a non-factor, whichever way the chips fall things will work out for her benefit as far as what she needs to get done, but she needs to keep Eve feeling not well uncensored so that again, Eve doesn't feel like she can try to stand up and ask the bigger questions to Carolyn. Cause she got so you much. You think on Carolyn her is plate. trying to keep her uncentered. That's, that's interesting. I, I don't, I think what that. keeps her uncentered is literally Villanelle's existence. <laughs> I do not think Carolyn is trying to do anything except instigate her towards her chaotic self faster. I do not think that she's trying to do anything, but push her towards over the precipice, over the cliff of murder. I'm going to just say at the end of this fucking scene, after she's like any escalation, increased attention, seeking recklessness. And she's like, no, we see Kenny, interrupt to be like oh bread and she's like i want a sourdough and he's like well whatever ho sorry (laughs) ultimately that was the energy that was the energy i'm your son so yeah right (laughs) and from there we go back to nico and villanelle and Gemma in the storage locker and so he asks uh villanelle with her big big energy is like well so do you love her do you love Gemma?" and he says no says no Gemma looks devastated and villanelle's like well it's better to know now (laughs) so moving on do you love Eve? It's actually interesting the way she says this. Do you love Eve? And he's he's quiet for a second, which he really should have thought about his life and choices mm-hmm. before he answered. And she asks again. Do you love Eve? And it's a little more intimidating and great acting by Jody on that part. Because I was like, mm, she about to stab you, ho. And I don't know why Nico couldn't read the room. Which, even if you still love Eve, because that's practical, that makes sense. Even if you've decided you don't want to be with Eve, you were married for all these years, she's a human, you're a human, you love her. 
don't say that shit to Villanelle. Like, how how did a bitch just hold you up by knife point for a shepherd's pie recipe for her girl? But she's asking you. She's asking you with that face. Do you love Eve? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I do love her. She's my wife. Of course I love her. <sighs> like, you wanted Gemma to die. You wanted either you, you to die and did. Gemma to die. That's what you wanted, Nico, because that's not what you say. You lie in front of a killer. You're like, nah, nah, I don't let a hoe. You know what? What happened was I used to love her, but then she was like, smack me, spank me, choke me. And I was so distraught that I realized <laughs> that I don't love her anymore and I want to thank you villain I want to thank you for helping me come to the conclusion and the realization that I don't love my wife thank you so much can we go now can we leave I mean that was a smart thing to do but you know she probably will let him leave this sure. put me in the mind of well episode eight of season one when, she, when uh villanelle had constantine's daughter until that's right a child could die and she said well who do you love more because when he said uh when constantine made his choice it was like oh hmm. it's me isn't it and Constantine was like Yes, it's you. But oh, you chose me. Oh, so is it, then you won't miss this one if this one dies. Is that is that what you're going? Right. I don't know that Constantine <laughs> actually loves Villano more than his own daughter, but he, but he thought understood about what he the said. lie. Yes. Lie. He's like, let me try to save Arina. Let me try to save right. Arina's life. Because if I say Arina, she might shoot this hoe right now. So, no. It's you. It's always been you, Villanelle. It's always you. Because that's what you say to a fucking narcissist like Villanelle. Even if she thinks you're lying, like that reassurance just might save your fucking life. Yes. It just might. Yes. But fucking Nico don't give a goddamn about Gemma in the same way that Eve doesn't give a goddamn about him, I guess. So there's no crisis training for any of these teachers at this no, school? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I would think this would be didn't read a book. time I'm like, you didn't Google skills to kick in. How to 10, 10 tips for dealing with a psychopath. Like, you didn't Google shit, Nico. Like, you're fucking horrible. And now that this is said and she, you know, she's like, oh, wow. So you just confessed aloud to me that you still, you still love my girlfriend. Well, that's not cool. And then she's like, well, you know. That sucks for y'all because I was so close to letting both of y'all go. And then suddenly Nico has some concern. No, she has nothing to do with this. She said, Bitch. Well, if, if that was the case, you should have chose her. That's I'm how just you saying, felt. I'm just saying, call back to previous episode when, when Gemma was like, I'm not trying to be involved. Bitch, you involved yourself. The fact that you invited him to stay with you, the fact that you was with him at his storage locker, inviting yourself, being so fucking desperate. And Nico, Nico and his stash were still rejecting you. Girl, how do you have any self-respect after that day? And then, like, that's why she had to die and because then who you, does can't, she have you can't have to self blame for her dying right now. You're dying Nico. in Nico's storage locker. You, have you Nico didn't to have to be there. This would have been a one on one conversation. You didn't I mean, have to be there. I think there. this is designed to punish Nico. That it he, is Nico's punishment. He said he loved her and she was like, that's not cool. So now you have to pay. And so even though he didn't love Gemma, like, he will feel guilty about Gemma's life being lost for the rest of his life. And that's appropriate because he's not like Eve, who doesn't care about Gabriel or Sebastian or anyone who's died in the pursuit of Villanelle getting to Eve. But he's going to care. And every time he goes to that school and people are like, remember Gemma? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. Although I will say that. When this scene ended, I was I was fucked up because I was like, what's going to happen? They're not telling us. But before I get there, I want to actually highlight what I was saying before about what I wanted to not have happen between Villanelle and Eve and Nico was that if Nico was murdered or anything was done to him, I did not want Villanelle to be the person because I anticipated that there was going to be some sort of issue with Eve just off sentimentality that she was married to this man for however many years and that Villanelle killing him would be problematic. And what's so great about this scene is at the end of it, when Nico and Gemma astutely figure out like, oh, bitch, we're in, this is danger zone. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't this is not going the way that we would have hoped that she's like, well, you know, I can't kill you, though, can I, Nico? Because Eve would never forgive me, would she? And it's like, bitch, that's called growth. 
That is called growth. I literally said that she was a fucking teenager. She was a child when she fucked off with Anna. And she made those rash decisions with Anna's man's knob that I hope that she has some growth to be like, you know what? When I'm trying to get my girl to be more focused on me, maybe I should not kill their current lover because that could go over. Like that could leave a a bitter taste in their mouth. And I don't want these fucking distractions. And so she has developed an evolution of self and she has ascertained that this is a better way to go about it, that Eve would be mildly perturbed. And that's 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 actually giving her a lot to say because I think she'll laugh about Gemma and that'll be the twisted part. It'll be like when she saw that dead body, she was like, cool. And it was her initial reaction. And Carolyn was like, oh, that's weird. Like she'll be like, oh, Gemma's dead. How did you do it? Cool. Oh, wait. I mean, oh, poor Gemma. Right. Poor Gemma. Because she was just in Gemma's crib trying to scare a hoe, trying to be on her Villanelle. Like, are you scared? And it's like, yeah, yeah, Villanelle. She she did that shit. And so Nico, I think this works twofold because how can Nico ever try to get back with Eve? Because he's going to have that guilt of Gemma that he's just never going to be okay with it. So that's great. That is but Nico. then also, Nico's still alive. So we yeah. don't got to have that weird function with, with Eve and Villanelle. And I just want to say, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, Killing Eve writers. That's fucking great. And now we get the scene where now it's uh, Eve leaving Carolyn's apartment. And uh, Kenny flags it down. Like, wait, uh, Eve, don't forget you're charging. She's like, oh, that's not mine. He's like, don't go to the room. I'm like, <gasps> Kenny's doing the thing. He's pleading for her life. And then I guess, you know, Carolyn notices what? That Kenny Kenny is being a ride or die. Kenny is talking to Eve. So she's like, well, let me advance on this situation and just stand and tower behind him. Like, uh, no, she ended the conversation. She, She wasn't like, let me, let me eavesdrop. She fucking knows that Kenny knows parts of her big ass plan because Kenny's probably the smartest hacker she knows. She's using for a lot of shit and clearly as he tried to dry snitch real quick that the new team he's on has something to do with something nefarious happening in Rome which is why he tries to tell her don't go to Rome. Whatever you do just don't fucking go. And before she can get it out Carolyn's like oh Kenny this is peanut butter. Do you want peanut butter? Crunchy or smooth? smooth. And he's like oh uh, mm." And then she basically does the bless your heart, but like British version, Eve, it's great seeing you. That was her saying, Eve, get the fuck out. Like you were leaving, keep leaving. And Eve was like, okay, yeah. And she's like, you're, you're charger. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, my, my charger. F- mm-hmm. Yeah, my charger. And then, you know, Eve leaves and Carolyn got that look on her face like, hmm, has Kenny given away any of the game? Well, will Kenny's warning stop her sapphic lust from going to Rome. Nope, nope, we're good. <laughs> She's like, we're good. Eve's still going to Rome because she does go to Rome. A normal person might take some time to be like, let me just think about this for a second. What could Kenny have been talking about? Let me see if I can find some information to give some sort of credence to what Kenny said. No, she's like, I heard you, Kenny, but I'm going to go to Rome anyway. And so from there, we are at Villanelle's flat and she's packing up to go to Rome. And Constantine mm-hmm. comes over. You know, just looking through her things, you know, like he's handling her, even though that's not what he's doing because that's what Eve is doing. But, you know. He's a little like- bit. He took that. He took that. <laughs> he took the choke wire out her her makeup compact and was like, what's this? And she's like, I don't know. What how, is this? How did I get it there? How did I get there? Such I don't a know. surprise. She's like, makeup compacts don't come with choke wires? I thought. <laughs> I thought that's that's the new thing they're doing, Fenty. But, <laughs> on that like, Rihanna. Here's your up, uh, you know, your uh, your pills. She's like, oh, I don't, I won't be. She's needing like, I don't those. need this shit, bro. I don't. He's like, oh, well, this is actually a mic. You're gonna take Saturday, and then you will be wearing it, and you no, know, arguing. no arguing. And he's like, oh yeah, the safe word is gentleman. I didn't pick it. I don't know why it is. She's like, well, how am I supposed to use that word in a sentence with him? And it's like, well. I mean, he's I like figure know. this shit out that's that's why you get paid the big bucks so not me 
And so he's just like, whatever, here's your passport, your clean phone, your money. She mentions how she won't need money because Aaron wants to buy everything for her. And after that, we get the soulmates line that people were theorizing could be said to Eve or about Eve. It is not. It is said about Peel, but thankfully, mostly in jest. I guess making it more relevant with what we see with their interactions in the rest of the episode that there is a kinship. It is the murder psychopathy kinship, but that is it. Yeah. Oh, he says, um, of course, he's using his control word, which is, um, are you planning something? Because she just made well, she got the so choke wire. All right. The choke wire is says, well, alarming. I want you to know if something goes down, you and Eve, you're on your own. Like, And she's like, oh, hmm, I'm just going to sit and think about what you just said. I don't think she is because no one's thinking about what Constantine's saying. But I think right. that this is the third attempt by Constantine this episode to, in his way, try and do something to protect Villanelle and just say, look, I... Things are like no one's going to be looking out for you. So if anything goes off the rails, which 99.9% chance it will because you're you and I've been dealing with you for two years. I just need you to know, like, if there's a time that you could resist the urge to go off the plan, this is the time because I can't help you. I can't bail you out. You're on your own. Villanelle basically shrugs off Constantine's warning and we cut to Eve. I'm going to assume that this is Broadmoor. We don't know where it is. They don't do like a location. No, it is. That's where he said he works. So that's the correct assumption to make that he's at his hospital for the criminally insane or people with psychiatric issues. I'm going to go for criminally guess, insane right. because the guy Eve runs into is later revealed to be a murderer. So so it's, so it's this is, I guess, the real life Arkham, I guess. We'll, we'll say something wow. kind of like that. Isn't Arkham, that also like well, an asylum? I don't think the Arkham people were trying to help. I don't think they were trying to help. Oh, well, I mean, the people <laughs> on the payroll. I mean, the city was paying those workers. I don't then... think they were trying to help, but it looks like <laughs> Martin really is trying to help. Like Martin is trying to be a decent person. Martin's a plant. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not wow. going to stop doing it. I'm going to stop. Wow. Too that martin's not a plan for me because he's just there to help eve try to like get some perspective like he helps her get further perspective into herself but she ignores all his warnings which is basically how eve is with any warning she's like help me get closer to me oh is that a warning you're giving me fuck out of here interesting cut of scenes here because we see eve at the hospital and she's waiting in the chair to see martin and another dude comes out and seems initially very charming he asks her her name i've never seen you here before and they start to have a bit of a conversation until Martin appears and he's like, get away from her. You know, he's mm-hmm. a cis white man. How much harm could he be? He's killed three women. Oh, he's on his, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, you know, he, he could have killed the shit out of me. And that, like, that made me think of like, um, it's yeah, those, um, those Draper types where it's like, everything looks like everything's fine and dandy on the surface, but you know, they got that, that's, That's you. You don't got enough paranoid. Right. Uh, every white dude makes me raise my eyebrow a little bit. <laughs> and then depending on your social behavior and their body language will determine how safe or unsafe I deem you. But yeah, so she, I mean, that he can murder the shit out of me. That's, um, I don't I, think she believed that. <laughs> see i don't know it's that to me was a very interesting line to try and interpret what the writers were trying to go there and i i'm not sure where i fall on it but i do think it has something to do with her like where she is mentally that she is just her capacity for normalcy and playing this game is pretty much spent and she could mean murdering the what's left of this former Eve person it could indicate that she's just out of fucks to give like she is so lost in a certain kind of way even though as she's as she says later she has a type of clarity that she's just sort of like she's ready to be done and with done I don't think that she's suicidal and so it just has to mean for me done with her former self done with Eve Palastri the MI5 agent who's married to fucking Nico and does normal things has a boring life and wears K-Swiss this is new Eve she's like I murder the shit out of me I want to be I'm the phoenix right 
rising from the ashes, the murder phoenix, and I don't want to be this person anymore. Uh, certainly for Martin, I feel like he hears that. And he's like, well, girl, come the fuck in. <laughs> like, he lets, her, <laughs> he lets her say some shit, but literally she's like oh the mission the mission you know i'm just super concerned about going on this mission and i was wondering if you give me some advice because at first he's like does carolyn know you're here she's like no 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 no. he's like okay well insight <laughs> and she's like but really this is about work i gotta ask you about the mission because we're doing this mission with villanelle and peel and i'm just trying to figure out do you have tips for if things get out of control and he's like well aren't you basically putting one ridiculous psychopath with another unpredictable psychopath and hoping for the best and she's like that's true so does that mean you have no <laughs> you have no pointers for me like what's going on I just want her to be safe she says that about fucking Villanelle and it's like mm, worried Eve is out again and Martin Martin makes sense he's like uh, I think she'll be fucking fine I read that bitch's file she's killed a lot of people she's good and Eve interestingly is like no she won't I feel like that can be interpreted a bunch of ways. I probably won't try to reinterpret it all the ways that it can be until snack is soap. But I'm just going to say, fucking interesting. And so she's like, no, she can't. She's worried about Villanelle, but I also think maybe worried about herself and what she can do there. And Martin astutely is like, well, you know what? When people usually come to see me to talk about other people, it's because they kind of want to talk about themselves. And Eve is like, I'm here for work. <laughs> work. I'm here for work. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, how much do you think about her? <laughs> <laughs> And she sits with it. She's like, well, my jacket's off, so I'm in that open, vulnerable place. So most most of the time, most of the time I think about her. He's like, do you feel unsafe? She's like, yeah. Yeah, so let's play this short clip of what he asked her. How much of the day do you spend thinking about her? Most of it. Are you two in a relationship? Define relationship. Are you having sex? No. No. I cut that woo short, but it could have kept going for seven hours. So, wow. A lot is revealed in this very short soliloquy between, well, it's not really soliloquy, question and answer session between Martin. Thanks for existing, Martin, because you helped Eve get closer to what she needed to know for this episode to be even be more open when she gets to Rome, which is first question. How often do you think about her? And I love that he just completely bypassed her protest about it being for work. And it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. So tell me, how much do you think about Villanelle? And she's like, damn near all the time. That's basically it. And then he's like, are you in a relationship? And this was my favorite question because she's like, define it. Because that means, that means, you guys, she already acknowledges that she's in a relationship with Villanelle. She already acknowledges that. That's what that means. And that she's like, well, you have to define it for me. And he says like a typical thing, which I don't know, is it a guy thing or is it just like a car? thing but he's like sex are you are you fucking and she's like well no but that's they don't I mean, they don't go back to it like that means that they're in a relationship and that's how eve sees it that she was like what do you see as in a relationship he's like sex are you fucking yet she's like no and then they move the fuck on it's like okay uh, but but they're in every other type of relationship <laughs> that a person could be in that does not involve sex i mean it, kenny's yet. literally the yet. only man who yet. will say the villanelle is eve's girlfriend so far, it's only kidding. Uh, don't leave Elena out of the paint. Well, I mean, male. Elena. Male. I'm talking male energy. Five. Well, okay. But still, Carolyn too. Okay, but at okay, the same that's, time. That's sort of male energy. But but. <laughs> but you know what? We have, to give, we have to give Martin points because he got straight to the shit. He basically asked her what he wanted to know the same way Eve asked Anna, where she was like, did y'all fuck? And she was like, get the fuck out of my apartment. <laughs> he was like, well, y'all in a relationship? She's like, I don't know what you mean, ho. And he's like, oh, y'all fucking. Are you fucking right now? Because if you're fucking right now, I'm just going to call the MI6 boss and say, abort. Abort the mission because right. sex is being had. And we know that if there's anything else to throw the shit completely off, it's sex. But you said it was confidential as long as I didn't uh, confess to murder. <laughs> but he's like, if I sense a murder coming, that's the one time the law gives you permission to tell. And that's how Eve got that door slammed on her face. She was like, Anna, have you two had sex? She said, no. 
<laughs> slap that door. That's what I'm saying. He just got straight to the nitty gritty, which is like, what is the parameter of this relationship? And I think it's interesting that he did not go further. Oh, do you want to have sex? Are you attracted to her? Because to me, that's a given. That's all like she already answered it. And he's smart enough to pick it up to be like, okay, moving on. Yep. You're not having sex yet, but you want to. You're not there yet, but that's where you want to fucking be. And so he was like, how are things at home? She said, my husband left me. She's like, He's like, hmm. He's like, so. so. He didn't even say hmm. He's next. He's like, next right. question. He's next. like, are you, are you afraid? Are you behaving differently? Do you feel unsafe? Right. And she's like, I do feel unsafe. <laughs> she's like, are you, are you doing weird shit that you don't normally do? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Full he's stop. Like, so how would you describe how you feel right now in this moment? She's like, uh, like I just exhaled. <laughs> like I was finally able to get out a lot of stuff that I've been dying to say. More or less, uh, I feel wide awake. I just got to let Sandra O deliver that line. Because it's so poignant and serious. I feel wide awake. I mean, mini Emmy for Sandra O oh for this just little piece of section she gave us into Eve, which I really so appreciated because we've spent so many of the past recent episodes with a closed off Eve in many types of ways. And when we've seen her just sort of open up emotionally, it's usually been around Nika or has something to do with how something was evolving in that in that area or that arena. And she was still, you know, as long as she's at a distance from Villanelle, she can maybe sort of think about things, but not fully confront it as long as Nico's in that fucking house. And now that we've progressed to the point where Nico's out the paint and she is that much closer to figuring out what exactly she really wants that maybe the answer won't be I don't know next time Villanelle asks her a question but she will know she'll be like this is what I want which side note that's why I want her to be like you're mine even though I know you're saying people in the polls say it could be peel I'm just saying that for me now to have Eve say you're mine for her to be the one to deliver that line it says that she is no longer confused about what she wants in her life that she will not be saying I don't know for an another fucking season she knows and she's like I want you I want this murder life and I want the unpredictability that comes with that that's I, what I want and I had a little poll happening on the side actually someone tweeted at me and said you know uh if you i know you don't twitter much but you can have these polls last for longer than 24 hours maybe because you should people, so we can save for a yeah episode. so i'll extend the the days of some of these polls but this happened uh before the episode aired um i wrote i feel wide awake um and the options were it said to carolyn it said to hugo it said to jess it said to constantin and 60 percent of the voters voted for hugo and but none took, of your answers were right, correct well well this was important there's a tweet <laughs> that follows under it and says well i think it's actually said by the my guess is going to be that it's the therapist and i tweeted, I tweeted right myself under you also <laughs> tweeted i tweeted your own poll you, and i was like it's the therapist you also tweeted but i responded to the the Snaps initial to yeah i responded to the initial person that said i left that option out with intent but good good observation so that they knew, yes, this was that was my plan. My plan was to have people vote and for there not to be a right answer. So you just they want were... people to be wrong? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you just said, and now everyone heard. No, uh, no, 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 no. See, it's there. It's not caring. There were three whole people who said the therapist. So those three people, and one of them being my co-host, you guys, you get it. You get, you get what's going on. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I feel like the most important part of this fucking scene is that it just moves Eve into the emotional place we need her to be in in Rome where she's still on her fucking anxious, feral energy. I need to see Villanelle and ready to hop on, well, a knob, well, as uh, it were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a knob that she was using as proxy, as strat proxy for Villanelle. At the end of this fucking clip, when she's literally exhaling, I feel wide awake, like I'm terrified and I'm acting differently, but I've never felt more alive and more present in my life. Martin is like, oh, 
alarm bells, danger, danger, danger. I'm seeing all these things that have you trending towards psychopathy or certainly breaking the law, ho. And you're telling me that this is the best you've ever felt. This is the most clear you've ever felt. This is the most present and alive in your life that you've ever felt. Um, be careful. You don't want to end up here. <laughs> He's like, I just want to say that I told Carolyn. Carolyn had me like assess you and I told her you were too close to the fucking case. And he was like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta pack up my shit. And he's like, I'm just saying like, be careful before you end up here. Like you could end up here. I'm seeing all the signs I'd say, bitch, you could end up here. Be fucking careful. And that's why I say Martin is on his do no harm. He's trying to be a real doctor. He's trying to fucking save Eve. But you know what? Eve don't want to be saved, Martin. So Not thanks. Right Not ever. So <laughs> thanks, Martin. Thanks for being a decent person. You're one of the few decent men on the show, but sorry, it's not going to work with Eve. But that was that, uh, that uh, I was about to say, anime bullet. What was it? Rita Miller. What was her real name? What? Ghost. Rita Miller. Tell Molly that she's in grave danger. She's like, Molly. <laughs> I actually used that gif in a tweet today. I was but like, you in truth. danger, girl. You in danger, girl. You That's ultimately danger. what he was trying to say. Like, uh, You in danger, girl. Oh, actually, is- in between here and the next scene mm-hmm. where the team arriving in Rome is the first deleted scene. The audio is going to be a little shitty because we're getting it off Twitter and we didn't get it from our direct recording, but y'all will get the gist. Remember the guy in Petersburg? Mm. The one I drowned? The twin? He smiled the whole time. Everyone reminds me of him. I don't feel as a weird guy. Be careful. You always say that. In that clip and both the deleted scenes from... This episode are from the same actual scene with Villanelle and Constantine. I was hoping for just an in-between scene after the bug situation, the bug spy sex, but no. Instead, we get missing scenes from Villanelle and Constantine. And so in this clip, Villanelle is basically saying that Aaron reminds her of a previous kill that she had where she was evidently drowning someone who was a twin to someone else and they were smiling the entire time she drowned them. It's definitely something you want to forget. I mean someone smiling at you grinning like was this like a joker smile was it a deep corner to corner smile that's fucking creepy and it's interesting that she compares this person to Aaron with a kind of look in her eye that says I'm curious I'm curious about this person I want to know more stuff I want to know about maybe some of the nuance that goes with this person and Constantine is like hey man Aaron is not cool he's not normal he's not someone you want to fucks with ho so why don't you just won't you just leave that the fuck alone mm-hmm. don't be curious about Aaron don't be curious at all. Just do your fucking job and get it the fuck done. I personally would be curious if those are the kind of conversations people have about me, other people, like about me. Am I the kind of person that people don't want to fuck around with? Is this is this the esteem I'm held with? Um, when do it comes you collect to women's knees <laughs> and well, tell I mean, them when to spit out their food? Because if you're not collecting knees or telling people to spit out their food, I think you're okay. Like Aaron is in a whole other category, man. <laughs> He's in a really scary category of men. So after we get that deleted scene, we are... We are... In Rome. We are in Rome, Italia. And Hugo and Eve are arriving together. And Villanelle is also arriving to Peel's ridiculous mansion that he either owns or rents. I assume owns because Housing all had his shit up in there. When Hugo and Eve check in, the receptionist is like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. And she's like, bitch, no. (laughs) Bitch, no. No, not even close. Uh, Separate flats, please. It's like that that, uh, (laughs) Avril Lavigne energy. He was a boy. Right. She was a girl. She's like, I just fucking assumed. It's like, you know what? Stop at those het assumptions, number one. And we cut back to the Peel Mansion where he has some creepy woman who her is name like. is Mrs. Leary. I'm really Ew. upset that you know her name. <laughs> and I'm Leary of Mrs. Leary. I actually, I tried to send a tweet about this and I don't know. And I already mentioned Fingersmith in this already. But I'm going to bring it up again because it's relevant to this. That if any of our listeners have seen or read what I previously mentioned, Fingersmith, Handmaid's Tale, then you are aware that there are women 
in these uh, versions in the story that is basically like an adult nanny to the super problematic dudes who abuse women in the story. And this this woman, what what Leary? Leary. Uh, Leary that this yeah. nurse, Leary nurse. I mean, she's she got to be a nurse for someone as sick as Aaron. She but I just be. feel like she is one of these women, like in the story, who's been around for years. And if there's anyone who knows the complete breath of his depravity, yep. it is fucking her. And she keeps all the goddamn secrets, like these fucking women in the movies. And I just want to say she has officially creeped me out that if anything goes down with Peel and Villanelle and or Eve have to defend themselves against him, that Peely, or rather Leary, is going to come out of the paint. Leary's going to show up and she gonna try to stab a hoe because I really believe she's gonna be like for my for my mister mm -hmm. <laughs> for my ward I've been watching you ever since you were a problematic nine-year-old and you stabbed uh -huh. your dog mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and here I am protecting you still maybe she helped Kim kill his mother I'm still on the conspiracy theory that he killed his mother that he's responsible yeah. or that she killed herself she was like look at my family look at these men look at this boy I've raised fucking end it all Mrs. Lear cleaned up all the blood <laughs> she did that's what miss that's what miss larry's there for to fucking be fucking weird and creepy you know villanelle he's like take her take her to the room yeah, take her to her space show her to her room and then he walks in a totally different direction i'm like oh. in the giant mansion like i just got here for a stuff and i'm being sent to my room that check plus no not a check plus this is not nah. and for a second we're back to Eve and Hugo and they're bringing their equipment in to Hugo's room and Eve is like set the shit up in here and he's like why and she's like because I don't want it in my room that's why that's well, it well when they both cross the threshold he's like mm. so we're out we're in Rome you know we've got we're cooped in a hotel room with what he said with with nothing to do how will we pass the time and I'm like that's not the energy. That's not the energy for right now. Like you, you stop that. You stop being Hugo. You, you just stop with all this weird sex thing that you're doing. She's like, yeah, go ahead, do, do work. She's, she's giving him like the Kenny. Like set all this up. You know, I'll be in my room. I don't want this shit in my room. Set up. He's like, well, well, why? Now you got something to do. You're gonna be setting up all that equipment, and that's gonna be the thing that you do all day. I mean, she really should have had it set up in her own damn room if she was going to be on the fuck shit. But I guess we'll just accept that she sets it up in Hugo's room because she doesn't want the buzzing or a potential cancer that comes from the waves that are being released from that tech. I don't fucking know. But from there, we go back to Villanelle and Mrs. Leary. And she's taking her through this basically a palace and shows her the bathroom and shit. And it's like, here are your clothes. They're in the closet. And Villanelle's like, what? Really? How? 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 I just got here and I don't have my bag. And Leary's like, bitch, that's because you don't need your bag. And Villanelle's like, but these ain't my clothes. How? And she's like, yeah, none of it's your clothes, except they're all your clothes now. This mm -hmm. is what he wants you to wear. These are the fucking options. Right. And she's like, but my things. And the woman's like, did you see this room? Did I not just say to you that everything in this room is for you? Like, you don't need your little fucking bag. And she's like, okay, but my contraceptive bill? Could I get my, my pill? And she's like, bitch, you don't need that. My boy don't have sex. He does other things, but he does not fuck. Don't worry. You're good. And then she's like, why don't you try some shit on? Why don't you shut the fuck up? Try some clothes on and I'm a go. And right there, I'm like, mayday, mayday, mayday. She doesn't have her bug. That's an issue. Peel's fucking paranoia has made sure that she's a step one, that even if she'd bought the choke wire, the choke wire is out the paint. And he knows mm -hmm. about the choke wire because right. he definitely went through her fucking bag. Right. So hopefully she didn't bring it and hopefully he didn't discover it. That's my hope. In my, in my opinion, she brought something else that Constantine didn't find. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, what's this? That's weird. Hmm. And I said this rang similar to when the luggage that uh, Eve uh, w misplaced when she was uh, out uh, 
in uh, was she in Russia at that point? She's in Germany. She's in Germany. That showed up at her doorstep when it was like, oh, look at all these things, these nicer things that I definitely didn't pick up, but they're all my size and they fit me in ways that I've not thought clothes should fit me. I've never thought of myself like this. What's going on? There are definitely some parallels to be drawn between those. And the scene ends with Bellinelle looking at some of the stuff and she holds up a jacket and smells it. And then we zoom out to find creepy ass Peel watching her without consent as usual. Pretty fucking gross. Pretty disgusting. But it gets more gross from here, guys. After this scene, we are back at the hotel and Hugo and Eve are, well, really just Eve. Eve is eagerly awaiting that bug data. She's like, where's the audio from the bug? Ready to listen to Villanelle. Ready to know what's going on. In fact, what is going with Villanelle? What is she doing right now? What is she thinking right now? I can't know because I don't have the fucking bug. And initially, Hugo starts to troll and he's like, well, you know, maybe she's busy with Aaron. Maybe, maybe something's going on with Aaron. And he tries to say some shit like, you know he's hard to resist with all that cash and he's not that bad looking which... I was like Hugo are you are you down for the <laughs> no he was trolling he was trolling because he knows Eve is into her he is a fucking troll he's trolling the same way Constantine do then he regrets the troll and then you can see it gets to her a little bit she's like well she's not wearing it I'll fucking kill her and then suddenly Hugo's like oh relax <laughs> oh relax Eve she probably hasn't had time to put it on yet that's probably the reason that's probably why and instead Eve is like uh, fuck that get the backup and I'm just like yeah Eve go with your gut because she does need you and I'm worried but also you need to hear what's going on I need to hear what's going on and also Peel is being creepy which is why she doesn't have the bug so Hugo's wrong where he's like she's probably fine everything's fine she's just gonna put it on later no she doesn't she doesn't have her shit she doesn't have any of her shit and already the plan is not going according to plan Hugo's like okay I feel like I see where this is going because she's like well I just need to hear her and see her is what I need to do for the mission and he's like really do you or do you just want to see her and of course Eve leaves him on red again because her edges have been snatched and she doesn't say anything but she sure does make sure she checks the mirror before she fucking leaves she's like how do I look how do how's my hair looking okay go I can go and then we move on to one of my favorite scenes of the episode. Definitely my, if I had to rank my top three scenes this episode, I, hmm. This would be I number will, three. <laughs> wow. No, it's not number three for me. Because uh, I have three. to put the intro at number two. Now, I'm going to put this at number one. Oh, okay. I'm going to put this at number one. I'm going to put the intro at number two, and I'm going to put the bug sex at number three. Because... Okay. If there's more emotional exposition with Villanelle and Eve, I prefer that. I mean, obviously, I want the carnal, but more so, I want them to get to a place mentally that is where I want them to be for season three. That there's a level of comfortness and expectation that we have just leapfrogged the fuck over because we've suffered. We've gone through it, season one and two. So now we, we are did. in a different place. And so I feel like the first two scenes, they get us to the final scene because without the entry scene and the rise of Jealous Eve and without the hand sex that happens at the fucking cafe, there is no bug sex because Eve is all the way primed, for lack of a better word, and ready to fucking go by the time Villanelle's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, rhetorical questions, but whatever. We're at this cafe. Yeah, we're at this cafe and hand sex happens here because Eve is obsessed with finding out what's happening with Villanelle and Peel has decided to take her somewhere to get some fucking food after she got fucking dressed and he's being super creepy like he always is. He asks, she likes her things and she's like, I love them. And he says that she looks good. That's not a lie. And he also adds that it took hundreds of hours to make the jacket she's wearing so at the Atelier. Atelier. The jacket hopefully was already a work in progress before it got custom to fit her because then we'd have to assume what hundreds of hours have passed. That means at least four days. 
And no, it has to be more than four days. It had to be five days from the moment that they met that he was getting this made for her. You're crazy. So, I just think he has hours. a closet full of stuff for a doll he wants. Like, you really <laughs> so, you think uh, he, he was doing all that? So she, he was like, hmm, she's the right type, the right size, the right shape. At best, a day passes between his invitation to go to right. Rome and her being in Rome. So, that, so then that it just got play. altered for her because it fits her. I think that it's kind of like that true black paint that came out that only one artist was using in the UK and then someone came up with a, a different true black color because the expense of it was, you know, in the thousands and it's not accessible for a number of artists to get an actual black paint that does not refract any light. And so I think this is just one of those cases of an artist who may be slightly pretentious, who is making something truly extravagant from something that's limited in option. I suggested Baby Deer from Space or something on Twitter because whatever he's killing, like super rare quails that are going extinct, something that doesn't make sense for someone to be like, I'm going to pluck these rare hairs and this rare fabric from this living thing and then it's going to take me several hours to sew in these individual hairs to make this jacket. That's the impression I got that whoever made that jacket probably didn't intend to sell it except to someone like an Aaron Peel because they're like this jacket's five million dollars. And so I think he's more so about give me the best to give me luxury. I think he could have bought that jacket to put in someone later that he heard about the jacket and he was like oh what are the details on this jacket that's cool that's rare give it to me. And he asks her what it feels like. Before she can answer his question, he commands her to touch it. And I guess shout out to the Foley department again, because the Foley was on point when she was rubbing her fingers against the fibers of the jacket. And he's just sort of staring and mildly grunting in a super creepy way. And then thankfully gets a call to interrupt the scene of him watching her rub the jacket. You, you feel that there? Those are the crushed bones of my mother. <laughs> I, I would believe that. I totally would believe that. Crushed bones of dozens of women, including his mother. And so now that he's walked away to take a call, Eve has her chance and we see her poke out like a clever little <laughs> field spy mm -hmm. from behind a, a column or something. And she starts going psst, psst, to get Villanelle's attention. And Villanelle's like, oh, hey, you, what are you doing there? She's like, try the brat. <laughs> um, does, I feel like Peel has cameras everywhere, but whatever. I'll get to my theories about that. And Eve hands her a biscuit. Or a bread? <laughs> yeah, a bread it was roll. Like a roll, yeah. It's a bread roll. And when Villanelle takes it from her, well, she sort of misses the bread completely. And kind she of does. She goes wrist. around. <laughs> she 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 creates like a circular movement around the bread mm -hmm. because she's like, let me just feel up your whole hand, part of your wrist. Let me just get my finger under the sleeve to your wrist, <laughs> and then as I come underneath your hand, I'm going to take. A the fucking biscuit in one fell swoop. So it was really just sort of like a really well orchestrated, beautiful, ornate way of taking the bread. Like mm -hmm. she didn't have to go through all that, but Villanelle's extra through and through. So of course she did. She was like, you know what I can do? I can take this bread from you and I can fill you up and reassure you. Mm. Let I can reassure you yet again that those bitches in my flat, they, they didn't mean, mean nothing. nothing. <laughs> they don't mean anything because I know you're still thinking about it. I know you are. So let me just reassure you with this touch because I know it's going to get your tinglys going. It got my tinglys going. Mm. I know we, be, we share a brain cell. That's what fucking happened. And she's like, stay focused. I'm like, are you saying that to she her? She was saying that to herself. Oh, right, exactly. She was saying that to herself. That's what I said because she <sighs> she takes the bread and both her and Villanelle stop for like a beat. Like Eve's hand is like stopped in its tracks because she's like, <gasps> and she looks at her like, girl, we better, girl, we can't, girl, stay focused. Stay focused. We cannot schmang in this moment, although I could totally, totally get down on this fucking cafe table. That's what Villanelle was saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, Villanelle's always two seconds away from fucking or murdering. She's like, it could go either way right now. Right. Just give me the green light because I'm ready to go right now. Like right now. She's I like, why ready. is your skin so soft? And he was like, stay focused, bitch. Uh, bitch. It takes placenta. I got it online. Carla gave me the link. 
<laughs> yeah, Carolyn gave me some fucking tips, sapphic tips. Oh my gosh. So I feel like yet again, after she hand fucked Eve, Eve was like, my fucking undies, like, what the fuck? I've been in Rome. I've been in Rome for 15 fucking minutes, bitch, and you're already ruining my underwear. I'm so sick of you. Also, when we consider how quickly Villanelle always is to fucking or murdering, like, Carolyn and Constantine are really risking it all right now. And that's how I know they have a bigger plan. Like, there's a bigger plan because they have to know. With Villanelle, 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 as Constantine says, oh, Villanelle, Villanelle said still, Villanelle follow the rules. Yeah, fucking right. And Carolyn knows what Eve is on. So how are you going to put these two bitches, these two bitches that are always two seconds away from murdering or fucking, how do you put them on apparently a super secret mission to Rome? together and expect them to hold it together like fucking professionals where they do that at not in eve and villanelle's relationship that's not where that happens so uh this is peel what wrapping up his call and right when she puts her little um her counterbread inside her her bag and he's like well we're leaving we're going he says we're going home and i was like ew that was my first thing like well we're not home this is rome so back to his mansion. <laughs> he should. But before that. they go there, they go and get some ice cream and he wants to watch her eat some crema because he's a fucking creep. And, you know, chances are she wanted crema, but that's not the point here. The point is like, this is gross. And this intimate moment that you two are sharing right now in Rome could have been a moment that she could be having right now with Eve. And she um, can't the only crema, the only crema she wanted was exactly. between Eve's thighs. Okay. I'm just going to keep it 100. <laughs> she touched that bitch's wrist and she was all the way fucked up. She was like, girl, like we could just, we could say, fuck the mission. <laughs> fuck the mission. We can just go kill Peel. Right. And then just you and me spend the rest of the time in Rome and see what happens. And I would be okay with that as a, as a viewer. They'd be like, I Candace, the, the plot. What about the plot? Candace? I'm like, this is the plot. This, this is the this, plot. This, this works. Look, it, it got real thick and frothy right here. This is where, this is <laughs> oh, where we need it. You said thick and frothy. I know. I fucking can't. (laughs) Oh, my God. But so fucking she gets her the fucking bread and she takes in. Peel is like, let's go. I got to go be creepy and watch you eat stuff. So Eve heads back. She heads back to the hotel. And then uh, Hugo's like, oh, how'd it go? She's like, yeah, it's all right. Whatever. It's fine. I think she has some jealous Eve energy though because she's like she's having a great time and she clearly feels away because Hugo's like well how was she you got to see your girl how was she and she's like well she seems to be having fun she seems to be enjoying his company you know and that annoys me because just the other day I had to deal with her enjoying the company of two other bitches mm-hmm. and really I just want her to be thinking about me and wanting my company all the time the same way I am for her and I'm disturbed that now there's another human in the paint who she finds at the very least intriguing because if there's anything she knows about Villanelle she knows that Villanelle finds this motherfucker intriguing so back at the peels villanelle what she takes the the bug out of the bread this scene actually had me super stressed when she was doing it because there was trouble on every side the cameras at every angle so i don't know he's looking at he was watching her i mean the way they they play it in the scene it looks like he switches to a different angle right after she is maybe just not obvious enough. Like there's not enough to tell that she could have put something on herself, but he's definitely like, oh, Billy, what are you up to? Right. Billy, Billy, Something's Billy, sneaky on. Billy. Something's going on. And she gets her bug on and then we're treated to some Jody tunes. Uh, and I'm angry at the tunes, not because of where they're for, but because of how people listening in were taking the tunes. Because when you hear someone say one way or another, I'm going to win you. I'm going to get you. And then she presumably thinks she's alone and no one's listening in. And he is. He's like, 
oh, I wonder if she's saying that she'll win me one way or another. This is fascinating. Are Let me add about? this. Uh, Are you talking about Aaron Peel? Peel listening in. Well, I would actually consider that the more clever, the more clever ruse is that Villanelle isn't unintelligent. And so that would be what I would expect of her to say things that Eve could understand, but that would also seem ubiquitous enough for Peel to be like, well, she's not being super weird. That whole theory goes down the, the drain later this episode. But mm-hmm. at this time, I was thinking that it was a, a give me to the audience of being like, well, well, that's you and Eve. That's like this. That's the whole show. That's the show right there. This fucking song. But to Peel, he's just like, I'm confused, Billy. Billy, what are you up to, Billy? Mm-hmm. Billy, why are you singing? And Hugo was probably the most adorable he's ever been in the show because he's like tunes. <laughs> like literally, literally the fucking audio starts to come in. He's like, oh, my God, let me do a beat. Oh, wait, wait. How could I not give a mention to Eve's overexuberant? I knew she would have let me down, which is what she says after the bug comes on. And from there, we are into some sort of grand living room. And Peel is sitting down, being gross. And Villanelle comes in looking fly. And he's like, what have you done? And she's like, what do you mean? And he says, well, that belt doesn't go with that. And she responds, I like it, though. I like it. That's that's what I put together. And he responds, well, I don't. You're ruining it. Take it off. And let me tell you, I threw stuff because I was like, bitch, I, I just can't, I can't handle this right now. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the fact that he is bossing her this way and that Villanelle is responding. I mean, I know it's good for the case. Right. Like it's she, for the, can't she can't do what she, she shouldn't. Wants to do. I mean, she can, right. she can, but she shouldn't. So Eve's job doesn't get completely fucked up. And I guess that's the energy she's trying to have. But me as a viewer, I was like, he needs to die. He needs to fucking die. I fucking can't stand his ass. And she takes it off. She doesn't do it right away, but she says, okay eventually, and takes it off. And then he responds, there, that's perfect. What's the point if it isn't perfect? Fuck you, Aaron Peel. And then he says there are people coming for dinner. Oh, yeah, the first of a select few. I'm guessing it's the targets, the intel that, you know, she's been needing to The buyers get. Yep. for the weapons. And so um, he says, so you'll be bored. And she says, no, I'll be fine. He says, no, you'll be bored. And she goes, okay, I'll be bored. And of course, I had to do my little poll. I was like, you'll be bored. I was like, is it a correction? Is it a direction? <laughs> is it is it a request? It sounds like a command. I don't think <laughs> yeah, he command? makes requests. Right. Exactly. So it was like. that happens. And then she says, she, of course, agrees. She's like, yeah, um, okay, I'll be bored. And so I'm wondering if the motif he's going for is, you know how, like, the villain that has the female that's there, she's not in on the plan, but she's there and looking condescendingly at, you know, all these people that are I mean, he's around. a misogynist, so yeah. that works. I just, he's a massive control freak, and he, he seems to be like, nothing is happening in a scene that I do not orchestrate, direct, and place. Right. And that's fucking, it's fucking weird. It's weird. When he told her to sit still and he walked around her and noticed that she didn't move and he said, very good, I... He said she looked like a painting and to stay there still until he came back. And I was like, she did that shit. I can only assume she did this shit, but I was fucking fuming. What we cut back to a trolling Hugo who has been listening in with Eve, who at the very least, Eve is like me, like, I want this guy to die. <laughs> you know, this guy, oh, yeah. this guy is bossing around my girlfriend and I don't like him one little bit. She's had this energy even before those two met. She since he that- condescended her, yeah. since yes. her and Jess were there and she was like, he's a fucking evil misogynist. Let's fucking murder him. And she still has that same energy, even more so because Villanelle has to deal with it. She has to bide her time. And not furthermore, she has to act like she's somehow flattered by some of this stuff in some kind of way or just willing to be around it so Hugo's like 
Sounds like you've got competition, Eve. <laughs> it's like, why do people say stuff to trigger a bitch when they don't want the bitch to act out? Like, if you don't want Eve to act out, don't say shit to her. That will make her act out. This is designed to make her act out. You don't say that to her. What does he add after that? He says they're both cold-blooded psychopaths and asks her, like, are you going to buy a hat? Are you going to buy it? And it's right. like, bitch, what? <laughs> he would go, stop. And Eve is like, well, she's just doing her job. Her job. <laughs> I'm sorry that made me laugh when Eve was like, she's doing her job. Her job is to be an assassin. She's doing this for you yes, and you literally alone. For you. Literally for you. Finally, we get to a scene where we finally get some insight onto the secret weapon. To quote that mouse from American Tale. Luis, the, the secret weapon. weapon. Oh, the I secret loved weapon. I loved her. Luis. We need a wowie. A wowie? A wowie. <laughs> So, yeah, that's basically this dinner meeting where we are having a wowie and releasing the secret weapon of Peel. And this is where it totally sunk in where, like you, when he was like, oh, you're going to be bored. I wasn't sure how to interpret that because initially I thought, oh, is he saying that she can't be there or that she's going to have to leave or something? But when we see her in the scene, I'm like, oh, he was just telling her how to act. Cool. Fuck you again, Peel. I want you right. to die, but okay. I think the conversation starts out, it's in Russian, right? Where, yeah. like, the dude is asking about the price or something, and he's like, blind bids only. I told you that shit. And he's like, but what are we even bidding on? Like, what's the, like? why am I really here? Like, why drag me out here? What? How do we know that it's as good as you say this? Give us a little hint. Give me give me something. Like Actually, <laughs> also, I want to point out that here's another parallel to Villanelle. Villanelle is incredibly intelligent. So is Peel. Villanelle speaks many languages. Evidently, Peel speaks at least three. And if I had to guess, since he has no friends, he spent time studying, and he probably speaks more than three. Oh, yeah. Just so he could know what the fuck people are saying because he's a fucking creep yes and so we see his skills on display in this fucking scene where he initially is in russian talking with these guys and they try to push him on the price and he's like bitch because they're basically like well why though why should we pay for this and he's like oh real quick <laughs> real fucking quick here's gonna, your life right, right to filth I'm just going to strum your pain with my fingers. That's what I'm going to do right oh now. Oh, my, strumming my pain. <laughs> strumming your pain. Right. He was Shaka literally style. Right, killing you softly. He said, like, I know about your mistress. I mean, your mister. And he's going to try to uh, extort you, by the way. And then, you know, among other He was other like, your people, dick size is normal, yeah. but thin. Also, this <laughs> other thing right here. And that one thing. And your friend, remember what your grandma said? How about your mama? About this. And, like, he's like, yo. And, by the way, you through. dreamt about ice skating. <laughs> he has the whole shit because he's basically been like every app that you've been into to ask a question, everything you've done into the Google, every text you've sent, every private message, every DM, bitch, I read it all and I studied it and I know everything about you. And the dudes, they shook. They shook. Right. And Villanelle, I mean, and I can understand her position here because I too was mildly impressed because I was. I was like, you're a creep. You're disgusting. But the way you just eviscerated these men. Impressive. In less than 60 seconds. Impressive. That was that was masterful. And I feel like Villanelle's in the back like, wow, okay. <laughs> what you just did, though, absolutely confirms you're a psychopath because what is this? Who does this? Like, <laughs> who does this to humans? It doesn't feel away. There's like, so Peel. yeah, so I want this. How much does what he, they said, well, how much do you want? He said, well, how Bitch, much do how much you, you want pay? think it is worth? Because chances are whatever you say, someone's going to say something higher than you and then they're going to walk away with it. That's why it's a blind bit. But then I would so be stop like, asking stupid questions. I would be like, well, how do we know you're not going to copy the algorithm, bro? How do we know that you're not just going to give the login key of whatever this is to everyone and just get all the money? Like, how do we know this? I mean, ultimately, you know, but would you rather your enemies have this and not you? <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's enough. That's enough to be like, wow, you Gotta just be in read to me to fill. I, I wasn't prepared for this. And so Villanelle's impressed, at least a little bit. The men are scared. 
and we figure out what the weapon is and we cut back to the hotel real quick and Hugo and Eve are like, oh shit. So this is the weapon. Eve is like, do we get that shit? Do we get it? Did we, did we record? And Hugo was like, we definitely recorded. People will now know the lengths of detail <laughs> that Peel can get into with your life down to your fucking dreams because of that dream app you're using. That's <laughs> fucked up. And unfortunately, who knows if this information will make it to someone like a Carolyn. We just know that Eve and Hugo both have the information. We don't know where to go from there. Not yet. Anyways. Yeah. So that scene basically ends with him suggesting they need to come up with a price that is probably beyond God and dealing with it because of how he just eviscerated their hearts and souls. And unfortunately, we are treated to more of Gross Peel's behavior because we're in another scene with them again. It seems to be the same living room area. And Peel is talking to Billy saying, well, see, I told you you'd be bored. And she's eating some chocolates. And he asks her which flavor. And she says, orange, I think. I think it's the orange flavor. And he's like, I told them to get rid of the orange chocolates. So if you are to assume that this individual who is able to control everything about his immediate environment uh, sort of had someone like his... Uh, his his lady whose name I already I'm already gonna say right about. now that it it's the fucking clerk he disrespected. It's the clerk he disrespected. It uh. was like take out the fucking orange, you piece of shit. And they were like, watch me leave that shit in just to keep <laughs> one fucking orange, you piece of shit. <laughs> that's that's my own headcanon is that it wasn't his nanny because she does everything for him. She probably wipes his ass the same oh, way that Amber yeah. was pouring the the fucking gravy onto his food, she wipes his ass. And so I believe that it was just a person he's disrespected, just someone he was like, you are a pissant, you are a peon, you don't matter to me. And they're like, okay, well, you know what I can do? I can influence the chocolates that are in this box. Fuck you. Yeah. And you know, poor Villanelle as Billy, she's like, well, I like oranges. Like, I like orange chocolate. I personally don't like orange chocolate, but she does. And he's like, well, it's disgusting. I don't like it. Spit it out. And again, I raged for about five seconds because I'm like, you need to stop speaking to Villanelle like this. It's yeah. really making me upset. And she had, a, I guess, a flash of something because she was like... <laughs> she was she was trying to quiet that shit. She was like, yo, um, I feel like I could really murder a hoe right now, but let mm-hmm. me just... <laughs> let me just... Think about Eve. Think about Eve's locks. Try to calm down. Try to center yourself. Okay, good. We're here. And so she spits it out. He gives her like a thing. She spits it out in there. And then he starts his mini monologue about the Russian dudes he just met with. And then he gets to his real shit, which is like, you know, Billy... When I looked you up and he says her whole fake name, Billy Marie Morgan. Do you know what I found? Do you know what I found, Billy? Do you know what I found? She's like, I don't know what you find. And he's like, a shadow. And I fucking had to laugh because they cut right back to Eve, who looks at Hugo like, bitch, a shadow. Like you were so, <laughs> like you, like what happened? And Hugo, this is where I just have to understand, like which one of Hugo's parents works for MI6? Because Hugo just shrugs it off and he's like, well, you shouldn't have fired Kenny. Um, I feel like you should be a little more, a little more amped up when it's a, a secret investigation, top secret, MI6. Like, I don't think you should shrug, shrug off your fucking plant background being completely demolished by your mark. That's not how it goes. Of course, Eve is right to be upset, but Hugo is right. She should have never fired Kenny. If anyone out there could make a foolproof profile, it's fucking Kenny. And I just want to say to Hugo, dude, why is you here? You got no skills, bruh. You couldn't even make an Instagram profile lock tight. Like, what use are you? Jeez. It's like, uh, yeah, you're just like this void. You, you know... She's like, well, yeah, that's me. And he's like, uh, me too. I'm like, ew. Gross. So yeah, I wasn't saying gross at this time. I was more so finding it fascinating. Just because I was trying to figure out what the writers were trying to give me here about Villanelle and Peel. I, I was trying to be academic about it because this part of what he was saying was not actually gross to me. When he's telling Villanelle what to do and how to do it and how to say it, 
That pisses me off. Them talking about their weirdness as non-neurotypicals, I find that intriguing because it's like, well, what about you two is similar and what about you two is not similar? And that's what this conversation kind of does for us is that, or he says to her, you're a void, me too. And she's like, oh, okay, let's fucking have a conversation. And, you know, he's like, I thought so. Like, I thought you were like me, which makes me wonder about like with that hit, if he recognized the kinship of the psychopathic violence. And this is where they start to get curious about each other. And I guess their places on the spectrum because she asked Peel, do you ever get lonely? And he replies, never. I'm with people all of the time, which makes sense because I don't think he ever turns off that screen where right. he's staring at somebody. Right. And then she's like, well, you don't want to talk to them, touch them, sleep with them. And he's like, hell no. He's like, germs, <laughs> germs, ill. <ew>, never. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't ever want to fuck nobody. Do you? And she's like, hell yeah. literally right now my girlfriend but whatever I'm getting off topic but she's like yeah I do all the time that's me and he's just kind of like oh and then they just sit there for however long they sit there which conceivably could be an hour or two because I mean Hugo is already like I'm fucking off well they've clearly gone I'm going to bed and Eve is like well not me I'm gonna I'm gonna stay awake I'm I'm gonna stay awake all night if I have to just to make sure that Villanelle's okay and also that we don't miss any important intel about the case, but mostly just to make sure that Villanelle's okay and what she's doing. I also like that Hugo is basically, he probably says one of the best lines of the episode actually too, where he's like, do we need to call Carolyn? Which was the best way to transition out of that scene. You hear Villanelle saying that shit? You hear Peel saying that shit? Oh, me too. I'm a void. Blah, blah, blah. What about this? Not me. You too. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, Do we need to call Carolyn? Do we need help? Do we need Someone to come in and save us because this shit isn't looking good. It looks like they're getting cozy. It looks like they're fighting camaraderie. And Eve is like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's not better camaraderie than what we have. So I'm not concerned. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes like, maybe you should be, though. Maybe you fucking should be. He's like, well, if we're not calling Carolyn, I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, all right, go to bed. I'm going to keep listening in. He's like, he's serious. Like nothing's been going off like an hour. He's like, he's worried about himself and he should be. Because isn't that what he says, too, where she's like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm not worried for Villanelle. He's like, Villanelle! I'm worried about us, us, right. us bitch. You and me. You and me in this room about to get snitched on because that's what I feel like is the next step in this fucking plan. But yeah, he goes to bed and Eva's like, good, bitch, go to bed. I don't need you anyway to monitor the information. And he does. He goes to bed. And of course, Eva's still in his room, which leads to knob jumping that we have later because she couldn't be bothered to go to her own room, I guess. And we, 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 we come to the penultimate scene. But now here's, uh, I'm just going to write it down because I don't want to derail and this would make for a great uh, snack. So I'm just going to uh, hammer that in here. And I shall transition into masturbation makes three. So we finally get a shot of Villanelle and Villanelle seems to be back in her room and she gets into bed. And of course, Eve is still up, just tapping her pen, just wondering, Villanelle, what are you doing? Villanelle, what are you up to? Villanelle, what are you thinking? Villanelle, are you thinking about me? Villanelle, are you okay? Villanelle, what's going on right now? That's Eve's energy. Just listening for anything, hair down, which we know when Eve's hair is down, she's in another state of mind than when her hair is up. Then we hear some, um, a little crackle and some audio comes through and it's motherfucking Villanelle. So Eve's monotonous silence is broken up by this line. Now, immediately, I would like to point out that all of the questions Villanelle asks Eve, all the questions she asks are rhetorical. They're not meant to have answers, especially because she can't get a fucking answer. In audio time, she's basically like, I already know. What are you doing? I will say, waiting to hear from me, waiting to hear my voice. Actually, let me go through the whole clip. What are you doing? 
heavy breathing. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what the heavy breathing is. Maybe it's her getting really comfortable in that comforter. Maybe it's like a weighted blanket that feels really, 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 good. really weighted, really weighted. Mm-hmm. And here's the the next rhetorical question: Are you going to listen all night? I mean rhetorical is that not rhetorical she already knows bitch you already know she's listening all night you already know you already know that's why you're about to play your games villanelle because you already know she's listening all fucking night next fucking rhetorical question how are you having fun in rome <laughs> see see that laugh that laugh lets us know it's rhetorical more deep breathing I think everyone should know what that is. It's Maybe some people will think it's asthma. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible, I guess. Someone might think it's asthma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You have to edit a lot. I just hope you know. <laughs> Especially me in the beginning. You have to I know. Yeah. We, we threw so much shade. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I just fucking lost my train of thought because I'm too busy laughing about people thinking potentially that all that heavy breathing was asthma. But... It's not, you guys. Spoiler alert. It's not asthma. It's masturbation for sure. And so Villanelle is out here playing in games, right? Like that's what a fun little gift if you're Eve, you know, and you've been waiting for however long, an hour or two just to hear something, anything. And then you hear that. I mean, it's way it's a much better surprise than those horrible surprises I used to get on the Xbox where I would just hear some heavy breathing. And I'm just like, whoa, what's going on? We're supposed to be defending dungeons, you bastard. This doesn't. This doesn't sound right. And that's why I stopped going on Xbox Live. But for Eve, Villanelle Live is like the best thing she could have asked for. She said, hey, Eve, express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Don't repress yourself. Oh, word. (laughs) That is that exact energy she had. She really was. She was like, listen, I know you're up. I know you're horny because I just... I just started talking to you and we know that's that's all it <laughs> that's takes, all sweetie. Takes. That's all it fucking takes. How's your so... underwear? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. She was like, let yourself go, bitch. And automatically for Eve, that's code to like, I need to get off. I need to get off right now. She's right. I need to let go. I need to get off. I need to do it. And she, who does she look to? Who does she turn around to look to? Oh, it's Hugo. It is Hugo in fucking deed. And I will be perfectly honest that I had two organic reactions in watching this. It was um, excitement because I was like, ooh, we about to do some shit. But I was still like, oh, don't go hop on Hugo's knob because he will get on my damn nerves. But by the time it was done, I got over it for the utility of the scene, even though I would have preferred that if she was just in the bathroom by her damn self. But, you know, I'm now of the thought that Eve doesn't know how to satisfy herself. So maybe she would not. I mean, those are there are articles out there about women who are like, I don't masturbate, I don't feel comfortable, I feel like I have a mental block or whatever the fuck. And so I'm just going to add that stuff here to explain as to why she hopped on the knob and also autopilot. Because if she were masturbating, she would probably have to do more things than she wanted to do. And Eve is lazy and she's a user. So she was like, let me just use Hugo like I've been using Nico and let me get this autopilot going on so I can have hands-free, hands-free imagination while I'm imagining me and Villanelle and I don't actually have to do any work but ride. She goes over to Hugo and Hugo says some corny shit like, I thought you never ask." And she's just like, don't talk, talk, bitch. Shut the (laughs) fuck up, bitch. I don't have surround sound. It's just mono in my ear. So I need you to shh while this is happening. And can I also just say, like, um, I'm about to shade dudes, but I'm going to shade them real hard. Is that, Hugo, if you had to see a bug come out of bitch's ear the morning after to know that she was not with you during that sex, you need to reevaluate yourself, your life, and how you think you understand women. That's all I'm going to say. 
Well, so is the ones that bark the loudest that. Well, yeah. And so after this, we get the next scene, which I call the morning after glow for two. Because the glow does not exist for Hugo. He was not a part of it. He got to have some fun, but it really wasn't about him. And I mean, this is where it's like, are we completely into fan fiction territory with these fucking bitches? Because they wake up. They're waking up all peaceful and blissful and shit. Literally like what happens after a crazy sex night, right? Like you have great sex and you're like, oh, I'm waking up all blissful and rested. I feel like my pores have exfoliated all by themselves. And that's Villanelle. We see Villanelle first. She's waking up all smiles, ear to ear fucking smiles. And she's like, morning. And I was like, whoa. What's with this domesticity that we see on display? Morning, morning. And Eve immediately wakes up when she hears morning, smile on her face. Like she can't say good morning back, but Philanel knows she means it in her heart. And literally we have about two seconds, three seconds of them just basking in the afterglow of whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck went down on that fucking bug all fucking night. And she's like, did you sleep well? And it's a cheeky sleep well. And you know why I say it's cheeky? Because who doesn't sleep well after several <laughs> orgasms? Everybody sleeps well after several orgasms. Villanelle knows this. Eve knows this. And I maintain they had several because, well, that's just biology. The likelihood that a woman will leave the gates if she has any control over it with just one orgasm is very low. And so we're dealing with multiple orgasms here. We're dealing with hours, potentially, of sexual behavior. She's like, good morning. Are you still humming? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Yes, all of that. It's so fucking cute. Which, side note, we didn't get to the preview yet, but in the preview for next week, Aaron asked her, like, how'd you sleep? And she's like, like a baby. <laughs> she's talking about that, that oh. shit with her and Eve. And um, because this show always has great comedy, the fluffy romantic shit is broken up in about two and a half to three seconds by Hugo talking about, hey, <laughs> hey, girl, hey, with his whack charm and interrupts Eve's love bubble high that she's on. If you actually had the the subtitles on when you're watching it, they're like Eve unenthusiastically. <laughs> it's just like, oh, hey. <laughs> and he's like, well, that was a surprise, bitch. Yeah, a surprise for us all in a certain kind of way. But then again, not. And Eve is just like crickets. She's like, cricket, crickets. I don't have any words for you. Like, oh, was it a surprise? Like, whatever. And then he continues to try and talk like, look, um, you know, I actually had a great time. But before he can get into that shit, she's like, skirts. Pause. Let me just stop you right there. Shut the fuck up. I'm not looking for a conversation. I'm not. This actually reminds me of the morning after BDSM with Nico, where he tries to be whatever. She's like, not looking for a relationship right now. Right. I'm looking to be tied down. We had fun. That was great. But let's leave it at that. And that's basically what she says to Hugo. She's like, we don't need to talk about this. We really don't. And he's like, but don't we? And she's like, really, what you can do, though, is go get us some coffee. Like, that's what you can do. And I think he was on that. Um, Remember, uh, what's her face from The Punisher season one? Oh no! What was the agent's name? Uh, Madani. Madani. You get Madani the fuck out when my she was on her misandry. She was like, "Get the fuck out!" And he was like, "But we just fucked. I want to cut on." She was like, "Bitch, what did I say? I got work to do. <laughs> this isn't a charity. It's not a homeless shelter. Get the fuck out!" And so he watches her pull out the earpiece and it's like, "Yeah, there's going to be more buyers today." She didn't even she, try to hide that nope, shit. She didn't care. Like, she didn't care. <laughs> he was like, "Oh wow, oh. wow." So it makes sense that when you said Villanelle, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Villanelle, that's okay. Okay. So you meant actually her, not. That's that's what you meant. Okay. Okay. So strap wasn't just clever terminology for my dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mm, see. Yeah. All right. So okay. I was just a, oh, so. You used me is what you're saying. And Eva's like, bitch, I'm not even taking the time to say that. I'm saying get my fucking coffee. He's a little shook, but you know, whatever. 
He's used to being the one that has to... Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because of his Who 90s knows? hairstyle. I don't yeah. fucking know. So he goes to leave to get the coffee because he's he's still Eve's bitch. But he has to be petty. And, and he's pouty. like, Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the threesome, Eve. And I love how Eve doesn't give a fuck. There's maybe a quarter of a second that she's like, oh, did you say something? And then she's like, whatever. Back to the case. Um... Get that coffee, like milk, sugar. Thank you. Right, thanks. <laughs> I just want to take a side, a side route here because the final scene in this show we're coming up on is Gemma. And we know what happens to Gemma. Everyone's watched the episode and you're like, oh, Gemma, Gemma, Gemma. And for this whole episode, I was thinking in the side of my, my head, like, what about Gemma and Nico? And I was freaking out that she might have hurt Nico because I just didn't want that. And so I'm glad that didn't happen, but I just want to take a detour that I'll probably elaborate more on the snack episode, but just a slight detour because I got to ask, like, what was up with the bug sex? Now, while I appreciate the bug sex and while I'm so happy it happened and it needed to happen because that hand touch, I mean, what else was going to go down that evening if they weren't like actually physically connecting? Is that is this what compromises the case? Because they haven't said that this I'll, is compromising the I'll case, but I'm just it. sort of like, uh, how does this not compromise the case? If Peel is looking through. If Peel is looking at the video cameras, well, yes. if he's checking the audio, at some point, Villanelle's double entendres don't apply to Peel. When, she, when she's like, well, your curly hair, oh. your curly hair is a cascades across your shoulders. Peel is like, I don't got curly hair that cascades. Who is she talking about? That could What does she mean it. what happened in Paris? What does she that mean, my stab? Be because my personal opinion, this is my head canon until it's disproven that they were on, not on, but we know the bug was in 24 hours. I do not believe Villanelle went to sleep right away. I do believe she was talking that shit, doing her sexy talk for at least three hours, that yes. she was doing it while she was getting her O's, yeah. and she was getting personal. She was probably saying some wild shit to Eve, some super wild shit, which is why Hugo had a great time, but he, Hugo was confused. So I feel like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to say it would make sense. If these fucking girls were complete disaster gays and fucked up the case because they could not not get off. 80% of this goes to Villanelle. Yeah. <laughs> but we know she don't give a fuck about the case. So your thoughts? I personally was going to say this for snack soap, but I was going to say in the addendum. The people to, want us to speculate now. I'll do it now. Yeah. So what I was going to write was, and masturbation makes three, but who's on third? That's what I was going to write. So uh, just like one way or another with Aaron Peel successfully deducing that Billy is performing for a third party, but missing that he's not the one that's intended with the goading of um, to, to let loose once in a while, especially after the conversation of you are in everyone's innermost intimate moments, but you never right. want to touch them. And she's like, but I want to touch them all the time. Like in like, like you said, like even right now, I want to touch someone, but you know, they don't, they mm -hmm. just sit a foot, a yard apart from each other. So when she lays down to bed, she's like, Hey, are you up? Are you going to be listening to me all night? And it's peel going. Oh, so she knows. No, I thought that, that. I, I thought right. that initially, I, but it just, I can't, I just can't imagine that everything she said, especially as a bitch no, gets right. closer to her O, was in line with the no. double entendre, At which is why first, I say at some point. Well, it's how long can he last, first off? So he probably only made it to like the first 30 minutes and he was done because he's a man. Peel? Wow. Uh, I don't, yes. <laughs> I, he's too creepy for that. He's too creepy, but Okay. Okay, I, I, if you say that, that's your that's your theory. My theory is if Peel was looking at her or listening in, he did it the whole night. That's my theory, is that it was most of the night, up until that bitch went to sleep. But that's what I'm trying to figure out. I wrote down, uh, is he the type of person that would watch affairs? Like, because those are things that people hide from significant others. Or does he scroll, scrub through the footage, just capturing just the timestamps of start and stop? 
Well, I don't know how that's relevant to here because it's like when he's watching her get dressed, he's watching in real time. Well, so no, why wouldn't he watch yes, in real time? But if he knows that she's pleasuring herself, is he the type of voyeur to watch a situation or just scrub through after the fact? I to think see when it Peel starts is when it super creepy. I think he wants to understand the innermost details of a person. And that includes knowing their all of their private details, including their dick size, how they feel about it and how they fuck with it. And so just because he himself doesn't want to have that sex doesn't mean he doesn't want to have all that information because that's relevant to his God complex of I know everything about you. And so how can he potentially manipulate Billy or manipulate something to do with her, which is what he's already doing in the ways that he actively can. I'm manipulating your actions. I'm manipulating how you're dressed. I'm manipulating what's happening here, but I still can't actually manipulate you because I don't know who you are. Like he says in the conversation, I don't know who you are. Nothing real anyway. And that's that's what matters because that's how he gets to people. Here is your real stuff. And maybe if he even found out about Oksana, he still would have nothing to manipulate her with unless it was Eve. That's literally the only way that he could manipulate her. And so I'm leaving space for him discovering Eve because it really depends what they do with the show. But if like she was going on and on and on, I really do believe one of those lines. She was like, oh, Eve, like at the very least when she was climaxing, she couldn't help herself. And he was like, what's that, Eve? <laughs> Kill Commander. I mean, who knows what she was fucking saying, but I do believe that she was saying shit. And so either this blows it all up like and it blows Kill it all Commander. the way up. Huh? I like that. I Kill, like Commander's Kill Commander is a good bad name. And so I just don't, I feel like she might've been trying to be on the double entendre. Like, like you said, first couple lines, we're hearing it as an audience, maybe it can be interpreted that way. But you just can't convince me that these two hoes was, was off the bug in five minutes, ten minutes. No, no, no. Huh? Bitches can talk. That's no, the no, thing. Already yeah. Bitches can talk. And Villanelle was uninterrupted, so she was monologuing. She had the opportunity to say whatever the fuck she wanted to Eve to fuck her head up in that sexy way that she wanted to and Eve couldn't stop her. Eve couldn't interrupt and she did not want to interrupt. She was like, flatter me. I'm a narcissist too. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want to do. Tell me how much you want me. Tell me what you're doing right now. So I, I anticipate all kind of uh, sexy, dirty things coming out of her mouth. And that Aaron was just like, yo, what? <laughs> like, like, if he was looking at it, he was like, wait a minute. Let me let me try to get this straight. Let me try to put the pieces together. Okay, so, Eve Palastri. Right. Okay, she got this killer Oksana. Okay, this is known as Villanelle. Wait a minute. Are these two? Is this bitch up in my house just trying to get close to her girlfriend? Like, that's what I would think. I would be like, she doesn't really care about me. She's here. Because if you're Aaron Peel and you can connect Eve to Villanelle, you can connect that Villanelle only is here because of Eve. Yes. I agree. And well, I don't know what's going to go on with that. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I just think it would be super funny and super ridiculous, but also relevant and realistic if their case gets compromised because they couldn't chill for 24 hours. And again, that chillness starts with Villanelle. It starts there, but it ends it with Eve. Too. I was about it to ends say. with Eve because she completely derails her mission too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take the bug out. She's like, no, I'm going to hear this. And uh, matter of fact, record. <laughs> and I'm going to take this shit. If we theorize that there's an eight-hour window between Peel and Villanelle having their little dinner and their little talk to the morning time, I'm going to say six of six to seven out of those eight hours were spent getting off. That's just me. Listeners, you can submit your suggestions for how long do you think Villanelle and Eve were getting off. But I submit to you before you submit your hours that you have to add the thirst. You have to multiply it by the angst. And then divide it by the sapphic fields. And then when you get that, add it to the 12th power of desire. And then you get a plausible number of hours for Eve and Villanelle getting off. I mean, especially when we know that Eve literally can't get off unless Villanelle's involved. I mean, some people might say that's not facts, but I, I ask people to show me where it is not yeah, a fact. Yeah, show me otherwise. Where, right. is it, where has that not been the case in the show? Insert Oprah gif 
what is the truth <laughs> in this situation? Like, was Peel listening in to our girls? Well, Villanelle, um, give Eve the best night of her life thus far. I'm going with that. Canon. I feel like he made it some of the way. And then he, um, because of real time and real time needing to be spent with her, unless he's listening while with her, he sleeps. He's a person who sleeps. He's going to eventually stumble on some of that audio, but I don't think it's going to be right away. I think he tried but to hang for some of it. how is it not right away? It's the season finale. So whatever's going to be discovered is discovered next episode. Well, yeah, next episode. But I feel like there's That's the literally time. the next day. No, well, it's the next day because so do we in the think, preview, he's like, Are you speculating you sleep well? that the finale all takes place within 24 hours? I'm speculating that the finale starts right after well, yes, in so, the morning. Well, yes. I can speculate whether or not it takes 24 hours because Eve is in three outfits, like I mentioned to you before. So there's no way for me to tell passage of time. What I do know that is the finale picks up the morning after because he asked Villanelle, how'd you sleep? She's like, like a baby. She's in a red outfit. And then later on in the episode, or at least in those scenes, she is out of her wig in the red outfit and with Eve. So if I had to imagine if things, if things start to go wild, they go wild right then and there. And I mean, I know this endangers our girls, but I would just love him to just be like, first thing we go into the episode, he's like, so did you have fun? <laughs> did you have fun fucking Eve Palastri through the bug? And she's like, oh, what? And then Eve is on the bug like, bitch, bitch. Oh, shit. I'm such a disaster like, gay. He goes Fuck. like, that's it. I'm calling Carolyn. I'm going back home. I maintain that whatever Peel has planned for any reason for Villanelle and or Eve, it is nefarious. It is dangerous. It is Hannibal Lecter style, but without all of the style. It's bad. So is this the episode where we get our red shirt death? Do you um, think that I, this I is the know. end of Hugo? I don't know that Hugo matters enough. Hugo could die. But I just feel like we're going to get, like, it's going to come out. We also see in the preview, Constantine is there. He shows up. And he says, oh, wasn't my idea. And she's like, never is. She looks salty at Constantine. So I think thing, things are things are a buck. And to me, it makes logical sense to make the sex, the bug sex, the focal point. Because everything about that is illogical. And it's in keeping with what's happening between Villanelle and Eve. That they're acting illogically when it comes to each other. That they're in that, like, love bubble where things are the most reckless. And they make the least amount of sex. I can't lie and say I haven't nearly lost a job. For you know, sex capades oh, at the beginning of my fucking lost at the beginning of the thing for a no call no show because I was accidentally somewhere but searching see, for an O. I was on Villanelle's actual thing of like I was a show, like I was at work, and I decided <laughs> to oh take a right. extended break. Good job. And you know what? <laughs> I'm flashing back to my own memories. I'm just gonna say that that's what happens when you are in that haze that suddenly you're like fuck my job or fuck what my boss thinks because I definitely engaged in sexual activities on like the actual workplace premise and did not have fucks to give about was that thing heard in fact maybe it turned me on that thing was heard <laughs> so how do we know that Villanelle isn't working with that same energy of like maybe Peel is listening I don't give a fuck let him try to bring me the smoke because I want to kill this bitch anyway but I want this too much which means I'm not going to get it because Aww. the fans are all rallying behind what you're saying which means that we're writing fan fiction and not for the show but this so episode was also kind of like fan fiction so maybe we could have a little bit of hope maybe we could light a candle uh, through the week alright well we'll <laughs> Hold on to that hope along with the preview, the first two minutes of Blood the next episode. So we're not watching it for this. We'll talk about it definitely during the We'll talk the snack about the snack episode because 
if we do, we'll just get into all of our theories and the episode will be five hours long. And so we don't want to do that to you guys. So we're not going to, but we just have a lot of thoughts where that's concerned. That and is, we will get into it. What you wrote is a great way to have things crumbling around. Eve. They were already crumbling around this they plan. So this plan is sand. <laughs> this is a sand castle of a plan. Yeah. So, I mean, there are many ways the writer can write Eve crumbling. But what you wrote was very, like, wonderful. And I, I would love to see that in action, but I really don't think I'm going to get it. I think the opposition <laughs> is going to be something strongly spearheaded by forces seen in advance by Carolyn. And mm, it's doing mm-hmm, what it was mm-hmm. meant to do. So, like, it was like, Eve, you were going to get as far as you were going to get because you're Eve. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's how I feel like the finale oh, is going to be written. And it's going to be Constantine, maybe, like, they teased the death of Constantine last finale. They may Wow, you think tease, they do that twice? That sounds like Walking Dead shit. Someone's death. It doesn't have to be Constantine every season. Please, no. Writers, no. I think they should just kill Hugo. I mean, I don't... I think if Hugo dies, he's not the only death. I think yeah. that what I want... I don't know if I'll get this, because you seem to think that Aaron could stick around for season three what i want is for them to kill aaron and for that murder to fuck them up because you know carolyn has stressed like you can't kill anyone you can't kill aaron and they need this fucking weapon and so i want them to kill aaron and possibly take access to the weapon like whatever it is because he's super paranoid maybe it's on some fucking key usb that only he has or whatever the fuck and so i want them to kill him thus pissing off mi6 and carolyn and so they and potentially the 12 they got to go on the run and um be with each other and like figure out a way to work together until they get back in with some organization that will be willing to look out for them. Whether it's the 12 or MI6 doesn't fucking matter. I'm also sort of like, I'm wondering if we'll see Raymond again. A lot of people have been asking about Raymond. Do you think we'll see Raymond? And I think if there's a chance to see Raymond to be violent with Villanelle or give her pause for a fight, it's this final episode. If the 12 is on their fuck shit. If the 12 is like, we need to get her now because of some other reason she's working with MI6 to get this fucking weapon. That's not cool. So you need to take this hoe out the paint. Well, think of how many episodes we've gone without the 12's interference. So they've got to come. They're players. Well, ever so since they need she to, went to MI6, we've, we've had no like, 12 interference. Right, I was going to say, since what? The third episode of the series when she did her, after the uh, door scene in the hotel, she's behind that door. After then, there was really no more 12 at all. No Raymond. Raymond's in debt at that other hotel that got raided. Um, there's been no 12 activity at all, seemingly to us, the viewers. So the 12 has to find it because if season one was all about the 12, we can't have a majority of the seasons of episodes, episode four, five, six, and seven, and nothing about the 12. It's going to bring them in strong. They have to. It's like, well, we had the little ghost distraction. The ghost is gone. Mm-hmm. And now we have Peel, who's like, you know, mega crime syndicate kind of thing that they're flirting with because potential buyers why wouldn't the 12 have a potential buyer like they, yeah. it's illogical to think they won't make an appearance and maybe they'll no, be the 12 at a has dinner to make an appearance with they have to. billy and if let's say i won't say raymond's the one that they'll send but they'll send someone who is i don't think raymond a, has enough manners to be sent exactly. but you're right he could be accompanying who they right. send so an agent of the 12 will be there and, and they will recognize Villanelle. Yes, right. and that's what will make everything go off. Or maybe the shit goes left in the room. Maybe she's in the room with someone and then everything goes left and then she has to escape from said room. And the only reason I ask that, I mean, I'm trying to save for the snack episode, but there is a scene because I just feel like things go wrong 
in the morning. And the only reason I'm jumping to that conclusion is because she's in the red outfit that she obviously got from fucking Peel's bullshit. He asked her about how she sleeps. We don't follow any scene after that. There is a time for him to maybe suggest, I've heard these things, blah, blah, blah. This is escalating. And because we see her talking to Constantine in that outfit, why is she outside talking to Constantine versus inside where Peel can watch her? Has he given her permission to leave? And second of all, why was she pulling on car doors? Like she was trying to open any door. That's like a desperate move. And so... We'll get into it. It just, in my, right now, my gut is saying that things go wrong right away. And because it's the final episode, and there's only, they're only like 41 minutes. In order to get things going, it has to go wrong right away. Like immediately, okay, the case is compromised. Shit is hitting the fan. What do we do? You get Eve freaking out. Oh my God, why did I hear? Why did I come here? And Villanelle slaps her. She's like, for the oh bitch, you forgot already. And who knows what happens, but I feel like they're going to have to work together. There's multiple outfit changes. Because we see Eve in like the baseball looking thing where Villanelle's wearing red. And then we see her in like another outfit where she seems to be trying to hit her way out of a fucking cellar. That has me concerned. And so things are going down. I don't know what those things are. But I'm excited and terrified at the same time. And this is right where the writers want us to be. So They do. And kudos to you guys right. for doing that. Congrats. You got us. I guess we should just jump to the final scene before we ruminate forever about what could be happening in the finale. And that's motherfucking Gemma. Sanka, she dead. Right. So <laughs> this is um, con- uh, this is uh, mustached fudge waking up after being unconscious for X amount of hours. X amount. So yeah. I don't, uh, we can ruminate on what Villanelle did that made him pass out. Maybe he was just we don't know what passed him out, but he Her came fist. too. Yeah, let's do fists. He's I got like a glass that. jaw. Let's just say that he's right. easy, <laughs> he's easily taken down. And then, uh, you know, as he's looking, he's like, oh, there's blood on me. And he notices that a a pretty little thing has some plastic over her head. And she looks super, super dead. And the wrap around her neck says fragile. That was hilarious. It was hilarious. (laughs) It was super hilarious. That's why Eve is going to see the picture and be like, cool. I like that. Was that for me? No. (laughs) She's like a little bit. And uh, what's great about this shot is that we get the same ominous dolly tracking shot down the hallway that we got the first time we see Nico and Gemma in the storage locker. And You Don't Own Me begins playing in Italian, an Italian cover of the song made famous, I don't know why you guys, but it was Wives Club for some of us who had moms who would not stop watching that fucking film. Right. And I was super nervous as fuck. I was like, oh, God. And it's just because I was like, don't let it be Nico. Don't let it be Nico. Let him still have his knob. Please, please don't derail my ship. And uh, we get in there. We see bloody ass Nico. He moves. Thankfully. I literally was like, thank God. The minute he moves, I'm like, okay, Nico's not fucking dead. That's all that matters. But there was a clip in a preview that had the scene of him checking for blood that didn't appear in the entire episode so far and not in a deleted scene. So it had to come up and it just happened to be here. So we didn't know. Oh, you mean bloody Nico? Right. Bloody Nico was Well, sure. We didn't know if he was like... That's what at the time we thought that he was in process of being murdered or something. And that's why he was bloody. But this was just him waking up after the fact. And he calls out for Gemma. And shortly thereafter, he sees Gemma on the couch looking a mess. And, well, she did. That's that's how it goes. That's it what she did. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell Ceci it was me. And so that's, I mean, except that's just like, <laughs> that's just her message to Nico. She's like, Nico, you already know it was me. But also thank you for the snow globe. <laughs> and so Gemma Gemma's out the pain like Gemma didn't deserve this but also fuck Gemma you know what I'm saying that's what happens when you involve yourselves in people's fucking marriages that you don't got no business being in maybe that marriage also has a psychopath that comes with it and they feel away I'm not feeling sad about Gemma I was thinking Gemma was not going to make it through this season Gemma did not make it through the season 
And I just hope that this makes Nico hate Eve, that he just never wants to see her again. He never wants to talk to her again. He never wants to have lunch. He doesn't even want to hear her name. He's just like, Eve, I'm scarred. I think as long as Nico actively loves Eve, he and anyone else, maybe not him directly, but anyone in his sphere is in danger. Because now she could come back and be like, who this? Who you dating? Do you love her? Do you still love Eve? Yes, I do. Oh, well, say goodbye to your girlfriend. Like she, she fucking done. Are you gonna get the are you gonna answer the question correctly this time? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, because I have a death wish. I hate myself, and that's why I keep answering the question wrong. Well, then all you have to do is just say, I love me more, Nico, and then maybe you <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the end of the that's the end of the fucking episode, you guys. Most important thing being jealous Eve. Hand sex, literal straight sex, quote unquote, while Eve is listening to Villanelle masturbate. I mean, this is like, it's like the opposite of queer baiting with sex. It's like hetero baiting. Do you think there are people out there who watched this scene and probably thought like Randy baby for Hugo and Eve and completely missed the overtones? It's, it's, not, Im- it's not impossible. <laughs> they probably would be like, well, why would... Why would Hugo say thanks for the threesome? I could see someone <laughs> saying, I don't, I don't get, there were oh only two God. of them in the room. Did, was someone else in the room bitch. that we didn't see? Bitch! And you know, if people don't connect it back to the, you know, I'm not with them when I'm with them. If people do not, <laughs> that door closed is always going to make me laugh. If people cannot figure it out that that's what Eve was, was, was doing, that she was figuring out and understanding and admitting to herself about her life with Nico is it had nothing to do with Hugo had everything to do with Villanelle. And that as Villanelle was trying to reassure her all damn episode, bitch, don't be jealous. They don't mean shit. They're inconsequential, man. <sighs> so guys, that that basically, we went through it all. We probably missed some shit. We always do that we'll cover in the snack episode. We're not even going to fucking play the preview because we're going to leave all that delicious speculation until the snack episode. But yeah, if you've seen it, even if you know we haven't gone over it, definitely message us and tell us what you're thinking about the last episode tell us what you think are going to be driving certain plot points if there's a major murder that's going to go down let us know who you think it's going to be what is the uh card that falls first that starts yes, the yes, giant yes. tumble let us know what you think it's going to be there will be more polls right, if you're on right. the twitters they'll exist for more than 24 hours i'll have them running up until 9 p.m on friday and i'll keep adding more yes. polls so that way yes. when the episode is available people who already have seen it won't be skewing the results. You guys need to be on your turns, Palastri. Send us your most wild theories. Send us the most ridiculous things you can think of. Send us what you think happened on the bug conversation. What kind of things do you think Villanelle had to fucking say to Eve? Also, do you think Peel is aware now? Do you think Peel spent all night Googling Eve because he was like, she just said all the damn details. She was like, let me tell you about your hair. Let me tell you about that one time we first met. Remember the bathroom? Like, I just, that's also what I want, but also... It would be relevant to the plot. So anything you guys have, any speculations, anything we might have missed, we want to hear all of it. Because this is the final episode. This is the season finale. So this is the time to get wild. This is the time to put it all out there. Hope for the best. Fear the worst. All of it. Right. We'll see what sticks. We'll see what they'll preserve for season three. I still hope that they both will run away together. And that's all of season three, or at least the first three or four episodes. Right. It could be the first half. I'm, I'm good with that. Also, if you guys participated in the Killing Eve bingo card that we had, like, we'll get into this more for the snack episode. But we we actually I feel like our predictions were pretty (laughs) our predictions were pretty on point, especially the whole threesome situation and the gay cannibalism. I did not expect both gay cannibalism and threesome, although I should have known if the threesome was there. So was the gay cannibalism. But whatever. I'm just happy to be a winner. 
Hope you guys were winners out there too if you played along. Uh, yeah, so that's more or less it for that's us That's more or less fucking it. That's more or less fucking it. Uh, so, yeah, again, tune in for this next one where we will go over everything that we may have missed. Hit us up because we love when you do. We um, do. What Taryn said. To everyone who's been reaching out on Twitter and Tumblr and all the places, we will fucking get in-depth with our responses to you and the wonderful questions and comments you had in the snack episode. We're trying to keep this episode under endgame length if we can i don't know if we succeeded we'll find out when we stop recording but yeah as always thank you so much for coming with us on this journey hope you made it through hopefully you did not have the police called on you because you were yelling the way i was yelling but i live in new york city so people just they hear stuff and they love to call the cops or completely ignore it it's like one or the other in new york city you hear death and you ignore (laughs) it or you hear death and you call the cops i was definitely at work and they're like are you watching i was like yes i am because this is important It's like, I'm definitely doing that. But yes, um, thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Even Villanelle had bug sex, bitch. It's like totally murder.